try not to let loose yeah I'll try not to I, I don't know if that's why we're here <laughs> I have a hell of a potty mouth Outst- um, I've been trying to keep it under wraps for the last year since I've known you okay but like because you think after hearing us talk about like after hearing my gutter mouth that I might be offended by a mere potty mouth <laughs> I mean this is, this you is know. a safe space you can yeah <laughs> it's just gonna this what happens in the safe space is just going to go out into an unsafe area later so minor uh, minor details yeah. come on guys <laughs> uh kelly halpin welcome welcome back thanks mark um, it's lovely to be here again it's nice to see you thirk welcome also sparkle is here but uh it's just the three of us and a bottle of mezcal so uh rock on we um the, the ideal thing would be to talk about your most recent as in very fucking recent as in as in the blisters have not yet healed recent um <laughs> adventure but we should uh you know maybe maybe take a little moment to get there sure or yeah. whatever i don't I know that. yeah try and get there and figure out how we're gonna get there yeah i like it uh da, 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 da. i need to uh change something here thirk because you're on a mic that is not uh, and we should be back. Thirk, speak. Let's hear it. Oh, hey, Mark. Hey, you're back. There yeah, it is. There that we sounds go. a lot better, That's, yeah. That yeah. sounds like you're not in another room. Yeah. Which, um, I, which I was. Thanks for letting me in. <laughs> um, you know, you always say that. And it was only that first podcast where you were slightly uncom- uncomfortable with the microphone. It's just like a camera. You're so much more comfortable with the camera pointed at you now. You locked me in another room. <laughs> well, look around you. There's no sheet of plastic. There's no, this no is drain great. Hole. This is there's, great. Yeah. This is, there's a, there's a dog and she's sleeping, sleeping. I mean, but isn't it when we are uncomfortable that we expand our own human existence? Yeah. A lot happened when I was in that room with the sheet on the ground in the dark <laughs> i just couldn't tell anybody about it you were expanded mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man um so kelly you came down for the symposium at the end of may i did yeah you were here for um developments of that day which were quite interesting yeah yeah that was a and, day and and we never t- and then th- then the next you know and then you were gone Back. Yeah, I like I, smoke. Back to yeah, back to the the the, the uh, Jackson Hole, the, the hole, the, the hole. Yeah, yeah. And back to the hole, my safe, my safe little coyote hole. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, um, d- uh, what did you fucking think about on the drive home? Oh my god! Or the, in the days shortly after? Yeah, that was a lot that. to process. Um, I I've never heard automatic weapons being fired before. Certainly okay. not that close, so that was a new experience. Yeah, especially because they were, you know, actually being fired, not you know, in a movie. Yeah, um, that was a bit, a bit unreal. Yeah, it was. Sure. It, it was very. It was unnerving. Um, and then seeing 
Thurk come back from taking photos was pretty... I mean, I didn't experience what he experienced, but I saw his emotion. And I, I don't I don't even know him. Like, I, that was the first time we met. But yeah, I was like, exactly. wow, that something just happened to him and he just completely changed. And so that was pretty powerful, too. And then just, like, the whole shift of what was going on with the symposium and then everyone took a moment and kind of was walking around outside like oh my god what is happening and then you know a couple hours later we get the curfew notice and uh city shutting down and then you know um i had some personal stuff that happened that exact same moment uh which was a big shift too I'd and so about that. yeah and so i was like okay bye like i don't care how tired i am i'm getting in my jeep and i'm like driving back home to jackson like immediately (laughs) but even that was in question too because they were shutting down roads and Mm -hmm. you weren't 100 percent sure can i get out of town yeah i was yeah i was like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back up to to yeah to go be in my mountains where i feel safe because yeah we were unsure at that moment what was going to go down in a downtown salt lake (laughs) it it felt slightly unsafe it for, did yeah. for a bit and and it's and it's funny now looking around other parts of the country in a way it's like wow salt lake is super mellow <laughs> compared to yeah no, but it was start you know denver salt lake it started and so you were yeah. just getting that first sort of idea of what was coming and now it, people got better at it and now it's it's better here. It's it's not necessarily better in some other places. It's true. no, not at all. Yeah. And what's the what's the feeling like? I mean, Jackson Hole is is in a a, a mega bubble. A mega bubble. I was just going <laughs> to say bubble. All its, I didn't know how to describe the bubble all, all of its own, but yeah, mega. It's in a mega bubble. But, um, are there? Black Lives Matter signs hanging on the antler arch in the center of town. Like there what's were, the, what's there the were vibe? briefly. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, uh, you know, there were some rallies there. Um, you know, people showed up. Um, okay. They showed up in, in even the, the towns outside of Jackson and Victor and Driggs, like you know, smaller towns. So, you know, I feel like for the size of Jackson, there was a pretty good representation of people like you know showing up. Okay. Which uh, I was really impressed with. You know, for it being a small and very very white, you know town oh um, yeah I, I would like I, I don't want to say super white but extremely um, white extremely extremely yeah, yeah I would say yeah. extremely yeah um but you know there was and not only geographically but socially separated by I mean we let's just say Salt Lake's the the, the nearest big town because mm-hmm. I hate it is called Salt Lake City but I don't know is it a city it's kind of a town in my opinion but um and that's five hours away driving. Yep. And so it is, it's like it, yeah, mega bubble. Mega bubble. Yep. Fucking wild. Yeah, it was, it was actually really weird going, going back to Jackson and it was like, you, you know, at least initially it was like nobody was paying attention to what was going on, you know, and it felt kind of almost dirty being there because it was really? like, wow, no, nobody seems to care about what's going on here. How, did, how is that affecting your process and what you were thinking? Uh, it made me feel guilty for being in Jackson. It felt like I couldn't make a difference there or an impact in any way or have any influence on what was going on uh, or add to anything. Um, and it made me extremely aware of what 
a privileged, extremely white bubble like I had grown up in, you know, in that sense. And that was like, I feel like if I want to add to the conversation, you know, like I can try to have conversations with people in Jackson and I have, um, but it felt like I needed to leave in order to, you know, um, have a more positive impact. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to come down to Denver or Salt Lake and, uh, you know, be, you know, like actively participate. Yeah. Actively participate. Um, cause yeah, Jackson just felt like kind of like, wow, like, (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's like it's like nobody nobody cared almost at first you know there were people yeah. who cared I, sh- I don't want to say that like for everyone but like you know generally speaking compared to like cities where there's a much much more diverse population and a lot more people it was like jackson like didn't seem like anyone cared um Man. i think it's fantastic that you were able to so you had that experience here leave bring that with you and now that's sort of your luggage you know <laughs> you get there you unpack it and then you get to share it with all those people that that you're connected with. Because I, if yeah. I remember correctly, like you were, you were out shooting some photos, getting mm-hmm. getting involved, participating. Yeah, yeah. When uh, yeah, when when Jackson was you know having having protests and things, like I I did show up and I took photos and uh, yeah, I was actually impressed by the turnout in the end. You know, at first it was you know I kind of felt like oh my god, like nobody here cares. And industry, like a lot of people, a lot of the population doesn't care, but you know, the, the younger population did activate and like they were, you know, showing up and I was really impressed with that. Did you see much pushback from people that, uh, within your circle? Mm, yeah, I definitely, yeah, there were some people who, uh, I was close with who I've decided I don't really need to associate with them too much anymore because Mm -hmm. I, you know, we've kind of split ways and we disagree on on certain topics so it's, it's a pretty interesting filtering sort yeah, of it has. mechanism and you know with friendship or discussion or whatever and I, like um yeah i mentioned it on the previous episode here i was up in the idaho panhandle and it's Ooh. just a different vibe mm-hmm. um wow and, yeah I mean, I mean, and and I was, yeah, so Coeur d'Alene, so not like deep in the fort, but uh, it, it was, it, and it wasn't strange. It wasn't like, oh, because I'm also white driving into this, mm-hmm. this zone, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was unusual in that regard to just go, hey, do you guys, do you know that, I mean, I get it the retreat and the whole thing mm-hmm. um but world might go up in flames out there and that is something that we should all as you know members of this particular species yep. <laughs> uh, might be interested in uh, yeah exactly observing being concerned about participating you know whatever mm-hmm. but, um it's and it's really fucking wild and to you know hear or see some of the things that you know Michael Carter is sharing from Chicago, and like, oh, this is there are places where this is super fucking real. Mm-hmm. And and the savage thing there, uh, I mean, in, in, in about what happened in Chicago over the weekend to me, I've been having some discussions lately with people about the sort of the the, the power of various social media to influence or to impact things and it sounds like the events of the last the most recent weekend in Chicago um, with 
you know, people just caravanning into downtown and rolling up and looting and fighting with the police, you know, it was start initiated by, yeah, there was an incident downtown with involving some police and someone, uh, you know, in possession of a gun. And it was also someone I believe who was a prohibited person, whatever sounded like a, 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 I, I'm going to say reasonable. Okay. Guy has a gun in public. People call and complain. Not only does he have a gun in public, but he's also not supposed to be in possession of a firearm, etc. So the police go at the speed that they would normally go. Um, it did not result in a fatality. I don't believe. Uh, but then the social media blasts went out and people just f- fucking congregate, you know, like everybody like, all right, let's tool up and get downtown and, like show these guys what for and, and 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 it couldn't and something like that couldn't have happened 20 years ago like the it's sort of a flash mob kind of thing developing you mean with the power of like social media yeah with the power of of of, of our phones of mm-hmm. social media and, and 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 you know mobile phones in general um it it couldn't have escalated to the to the degree that it did and i think that you know there there are absolute advantages to the 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 media the, the, of the social sort um, and uh, some disadvantage or the, you know the ability to use it for evil or oh you know, absolutely or I mean, there's, there's and pros and cons for, of everything I mean yeah you know and especially with this because it's so instant you know especially like if you're familiar with the um, the hot cold empathy gap that's uh, tell me well the hot cold empathy gap is when you're in a heated moment and you react or it's hard for you to react because you're in a heated moment. Yeah. So it takes a moment until you calm down and then you kind of, you know, can look at things from, uh, you know, kind of more unbiased, like, standpoint. So, um, like, you know, you get, you walk into a bar and someone, like, insults you and you're, like, really fired up and you kind of, like, want to hurl insults at them, but it's really hard for you because, like, you're already so fired up that you can't really say what you want to say. But then, like, 15 minutes later, you come up with all of the good comebacks. So that's the hot cold empathy gap. So I'm wondering okay. if like in this situation, like, you know, with, with everything like pros and cons, like you react really fast without necessarily thinking about it or don't react at all. At all. You know, so either way. You and know. then later, 15 minutes or days later, you're like, yeah. oh, wow. I, I should have or I am thankful that I didn't. Yeah, totally. You know, or something. And like, I just mean in regards to social media in general, not necessarily like the current movement or anything like that. I just, you know, it, it, it's just interesting like how fast we react to things, you know, or could react to things with everything at our fingertips immediately. But didn't we see that happen uh, in LA in 92? Right. So there, yeah. like that was before we were able to respond with... Uh, with our eyes through social media as quickly, but we were still getting the information through the news. That's through the true. news, That's which true. was, you yeah. know, uh, you know, 20, uh, you know, on your television all the time. Mm-hmm. But, but so it's just a different, at, at this point, it, it is a different, more portable device that is on all the time. Back then the TV was on all the time, right? Because that, yeah. that was the, 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 the portal through which information, you know, arrived in your home. And there's also no back and forth with the television. That's true. Yeah. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, okay, well, I got to take this and develop whatever opinion or response that I have on my own because I don't like have, I can't be texting. I'm using my thumbs in the air right now. 
for those of you watching, not watching <laughs> on the YouTube channel. Um, uh, uh, so there's no one to like either confirm your bias of what you were already going to do or to like talk you down off the curtains. It's just like, okay, TV into the house. It's input. Fuck it. I'm going to go. Uh, I don't know. Set some shot on fire. What is your theory? How does it fall in line with uh, fight or flight or fight, flight and freeze? I, I mean, I think it's kind of a, a very similar, very similar thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think those are they, they go together. You know, I think. Which one are you? F uh, for fight or flight or freeze for freeze. Ooh, uh, it depends on the situation because I've been in situations where I have definitely like, grizzly bear. Literally wanted, yeah, like grizzly bear in the Tetons. Grizzly bear freeze. Okay, perfect. Good answer. Uh, guy grabs my ass in a bar. I fight. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Grizz insult grizzly Lake. bear grabs your ass in a bar. Wow, wow. I'd be like, wow. What's up, big fella? Ooh, hey there. <laughs> That's a mighty big. Um, you have like my goodness wow <laughs> oh i um uh trim your nails <laughs> yeah totally but then and then when but i was when i was at the symposium like i obviously like fled Holy salt shit, lake as fast dude. as possible so that was that, 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 that there's examples of all three now now wait a second i do believe moment there was like almost a moment where kelly started to blush <laughs> Think about a grizzly bear in a bar grabbing parts. Mm. It's Jackson Hole. It's, that's true. Y yeah, it's I true. mean, it's Jackson. I mean, it's, it's more a, likely going to be an elk than a grizzly. Yeah. Which is just a big deal. Unless you're a Dornans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I hear those elk bugling at night, you know, in the fall, and I'm like, damn, like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, big boy? So yeah. I hear you. So yeah. I, I think it's easy to, like, we all have had experiences where we do one of them. Mm -hmm. Is there one that is dominant? Like, is there one that you consistently see showing up? Uh, like, personally? Like, uh, yeah. man, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think as far as arguments go, I have a tendency to want to take a step back. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that goes with freeze or flight, or flight right. but I want to take a step back and examine both sides of an argument and really look at it before I make a decision. So you're measured. So I, I definitely don't think it's fight. Um, you know, the only time I've ever wanted to actually like jump in and fight someone is either if I'm protecting a friend or if someone grabs my ass at a bar. Yeah. Um, in which case I've definitely been physically held back from like trying to fight someone at a bar. Um, but most of the time it's good you for know, you. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> wait, Thanks. wait, does that ha does that happen often? I've had it happen one once or twice or three times. That's crazy. Yeah, I, but that was you know when I still went to bars. I haven't been to a bar you know 2020. Like who knows the last time I went to a bar? But you no, know, before that, I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've like gone out like bar hopping. But um, yeah, no, generally I'd say I maybe a, a combination of, of flight and then freeze and then look at it and then decide if I'm going to fight or not. Um, but I, I definitely have more of a peacemaker personality where I want to like look at things from all sides and make a calm, educated decision. I think that's a, not a really, it's not a bad posture right now because yeah. we are yeah. just like, like the, it's a fire hose of input mm -hmm. on, a, on almost, I mean, a daily basis for sure. And to respond, I mean, early uh, in the, 
virus situation. It did a couple, you know, reacted strongly, broadcast, and then was, oh, maybe I should, like, backstop this. Do a little research. Oops. Okay, maybe I'll just pull that down because I was fucking wrong. And Mm -hmm. I was, like, in the heat of the moment responding to something which was not real. And I think Mm -hmm. right now it's not a bad thing to, okay, back off for 15 minutes, but not 15 days. I think there's also a really interesting way to look at it where uh, infants, young children, they, when they throw tantrums, they're essentially ridding themselves of these feelings so that they no longer have to address them again. And so I'm not saying that you can take this. Really? That's a functional sort of. So imagine if, uh, you know, when you're upset with, you're upset with me. Yeah. Um, and you don't, you, because of social niceties, you, you just sort of take it, bury it. Yeah. Say, okay, another time. And it comes out somewhere else. Or I access my inner Italian and I fucking lay it down. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I might feel hurt, uh, more hurt and more aggression at that moment. Cause we're not talking physical, just yeah. behavioral. Um, but you'll end up feeling you won't have that. You won't carry it. Interesting. Yeah. I have no inner huh. Italian. Sorry. I like to suppress <laughs> and bury and just like, you know, taste that bile. Well, I'd like to turn that question on you guys. Though. Are you guys fight or flight or freeze? Well, I was thinking about, I'll, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll avoid it really easily. So I was thinking about, <laughs> I, was thinking, uh, I was thinking about I Mark. I know where this is going now. And <laughs> about uh, specifically with, uh, with climbing um, and the, capability to go through them all uh over and over again really quickly yeah you because know, you have to you well it might be appropriate to freeze right. in certain situations in the mountains for sure um but then you have to regroup yourself but you you know but then that can also uh ultimately lead to you know freezing literally <laughs> literally <laughs> so you like yeah, I need to stop. I'm. I am. Pro- I, uh, let's see. I'm protecting under this overhang. I'm protecting myself from rockfall, um, and at this, and that's the appropriate thing to do. But as soon as that rockfall has passed, it is time to. It may well be time, and you know it in the situation. Um, it's time to fucking move and and to to and to really flight like mm-hmm. like not just oh yeah we're gonna move slowly out of this extremely dangerous situation no we're gonna get the fuck out of dodge in overdrive i'll put crazy train on because obviously <laughs> you know, based on our previous conversation it's impossible to Move slowly to that song. If you're gonna move fast, if you're gonna move fast, it's, it's a crazy train. It's it's uh, that or Romeo by the Wipers, but those are my two. Um, so so I think one of the things that climbing taught is the ability to 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 assess or and, and or process and express each one of those things in the right moment. And you, if you go in the mountains enough, you're confronted often enough that you really get to practice that process of instantaneous you know moving versus okay we need to be a little smarter about this so let's pause 
not for 15 days. Nice. But let's give ourselves a few minutes, you know, Take before we do something fucking stupid. That and, and it, for me that came, I remember I was uh reading a book and I th- and I think it was a it was a climbing book, but the the author was making a reference to sailing. And it was something about like yeah, when on your when you're on a sailboat and shit's going bad, the boom if it's like all the way maxed out to one side and whatever something happens it doesn't come back to the middle and stop it's going to go all the way to the other side and your job is to basically manage and slow the amplitude of that move you know that, that movement like because going from one extreme to the other is usually unuseful it'll snap the equipment it'll it, yeah it could snap the equipment or you know there's a reason when you're driving in the winter um and you know the back end breaks loose or whatever and you start uh counter steering or whatever it, it, there's a reason that it's called over correcting there like you can't just correct and get like right back in line you need to over correct then over correct in the opposite direction but slightly less and then back in the other thing so that you know the the, the fishtailing, the amplitude of those fishtails basically is managed into a neutral sort of direction at some point. But if you just keep pegging the fucking steering wheel each time, especially if you're driving a Jeep, you're going to be, if it was a CJ5, <laughs> longer wheelbase on yours, granted, but <laughs> if it's a CJ5, you know, you're going to be doing fucking donuts. You can't continue to throw the tantrum. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, but the, but but if we go to that tantrum analogy, generally, like with the kid, the kid throws the tantrum and then is done with it, and that's how you end up in the ditch. Like you need to you need to manage the tantrum. The tantrum might be the appropriate response for sure. It just, yeah, a little a little input, a little steering, and and a little restraint. I think goes a long ways. There was a, uh, I can't remember, uh, which is. I think 90% of the time I say, I can't remember where I heard this, but okay. So uh, I think 60% of stats are made up on the spot. And what I remember hearing was that there is within uh, the, the male upbringing, there is like this, there's this threat of violence and a threat of a, uh, a challenge or a fight that starts to happen, you know, early teens, maybe earlier, um, for some people. And the, so you grow up with this feeling of like, okay, I'm, I'm always on every corner. There's going to be a challenge. So, so every escalation can, or every, every, uh, challenge can end in an escalation to a fight. And so now these boys who are now men, now these men are walking around with this, this feeling of like, okay, well, there's a challenge everywhere. Everyone's trying to test me yes there's a threat everywhere and just how poisonous that is because the for most that are lucky and paralyzing ultimately yes yes. and also just toxic in the idea that you're carrying that like that that fear and that that anger and the idea that trying to trying to get rid of that trying to to maybe instill more flight which is actually i think the way to go where yeah let's not like 
we don't there, we don't need to go high order in confrontation all it, the time. And it, like step into one jujitsu academy and understand why you should not escalate with people that you don't know. Because you see someone and you ha- you think you have this idea, and if you haven't been in a fight, then the idea is like, oh, okay, I know how this is gonna go. You know, well, I'll just well, I'll walk away. We'll have a story. I'll feel good because I'll win. Pro- probably not. Yeah. If you've got that chance to to disengage to get away, I think that's the. I, it's, I, it's I've been tra- always the best option. And I've been well, you know, or, yeah, or but, unless in Kelly, you know, in your situation, Kelly, where you're saying, "Look, I'm trying to protect a friend, or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm intervening on behalf of a friend." Okay, that's not the time to walk yeah. away if you feel that that is the right. Yeah, like if Respond. it's a, if it's an actual immediate threat to your, you know, your person or your friend. Yeah. Then yeah, I'm gonna like throw a punch. Of course. But if it's like. But if you can, if you, if if you, you can, can disengage. Yeah, if you can't disengage, then yeah. And I think I, yeah. to bring the two points together, like the idea of overriding that um, that instinct that is cultivated as you grow mm-hmm. of like, oh no no no, this is this is the fight. This is I've been preparing for this, and mm-hmm. then um, so I'm trying to. I'm trying to I'm trying to flight more. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. I think I don't know if everyone flighted more, then I think we would like step back, calm down, get out of the heated moment. Yeah. Think clearly and then act appropriately. Huh? So. There doesn't seem to be a ton of that going yeah, on. In the world. No, right. no, yeah, exactly. Not, not really. Exactly. exactly. No, oh, we the whole world's in a very, a very heated state in in a lot of different ways. So, yeah. So it's so a one nice chaotic th- time. And and a nice way to, um, evade that is to. Uh, I don't know. Head to the fucking mountains. <laughs> but I, that was going to be a kind of a segue. But I was, and I was thinking about getting to it. So um, the first time we sat down and talked, it was right after the the whirl, mm-hmm. right? And then we talked again. Oh, with Brody. Yes. Yeah, with Brody. Yeah. And briefly in that conversation, I think we briefly touched on the center punch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so covered um, already. I, I, uh, that conversation with Brody was fucking great, by the oh, way. Thank so you great. for helping oh, that Isn't happen. he just a doll? Yes. He's the best. Yeah. Um, so you've been doing some running. Some running. <laughs> a little bit of running. Some running, yeah. <laughs> Some some running, yeah. I guess I guess maybe that falls into the whole flight, you know, fight or flight. Ooh, you know, so. oh, yeah, so. oh, oh, deep seated psychological issues. Let's, uh, <laughs> Kelly Halpin, you're sitting on the you're on the couch over there. Like, yes. uh, um, what are you running from? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running from anything. I'm running towards clarity. Oh, oh, I don't know. I saw some pictures, you know, maybe like sixty or more hours deep. It didn't look that clear. You know, they weren't they, they weren't that clear. No, that's because I had blood on my camera lens. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I bled all over my camera. 
or my phone like camera like spontaneous nosebleed yeah i mean 59 just, i mean the whatever. whole the whole route but, is like between like 10 and twelve thousand feet for the most part with like two 13ers on either side of it and so you're you're pretty you're pretty high altitude so and i was doing a lot of breathing and <laughs> so my my whole respiratory system was like really dried out and you know and then i was like on hour whatever hour that was hour 50 something and uh yeah it was just a nosebleed just, it, was, yeah. it was a bad nosebleed but it was yeah it definitely like got all over everything it's kind of surprising when it happens though i mean especially at altitude and you're just like what the fuck what uh, like what's going on oh yeah it, and then I, I didn't have anything to like clean it up with so it just was all over my face my jacket yeah well my just, my, my phone <laughs> so you got pictures I got yeah. Okay, so this uh, you're no stranger to this is it, it, I, I believe this is the longest continuous thing that you've done hour wise. Yeah. Uh, it Wind Rivers High Route is that the Wind like, River High Route? High Route. That's what yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's in Wyoming. It starts one place. It ends another place. A to B. Yeah. A to B and uh, takes in fucking all of it apparently <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I, yeah you, should i spew the I, the stats on it yeah you, you should probably refill those glasses though first oh, that's a really good idea yeah can i do that okay yeah. someone someone so, someone sing a song for so, like 30 so seconds while we do and this. i are gonna you know we'll uh all right, that well down. actually all right let's huddle so let's, here's, let's huddle. here's what i want to ask her yeah so i want to find out if she found clarity okay i like that yeah i like that yeah um i think I want to find out if she feels like she has to talk down about her achievements because the community doesn't like people that are braggadocious or if I, if I'm incorrect on that. So maybe we can try and get her to brag a bunch. Okay. Okay. What else you got? Cheers. Oh, cheers. I have uh, mezcal. (laughs) Uh, No, we got it. Cool. Okay, coming back. Okay, coming coming back. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, I, I I think we got a good plan. Yeah. All right, Kelly. Hey. Fucking brag. <laughs> 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 or no, let's just talk about because. Um, explain it first. So explain that, the route. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, I can do it's, that. It's let's just do it by the numbers because that's the shit that people are just like. It'll help me understand which. They don't know that actually the numbers don't help understand, but it is a it is a starting point <laughs> All right, to start. know like total distance, elevation gain, blah blah blah. We already know that it's between ten and twelve thousand feet for most of it, yeah. which is um, see those numbers right there. <laughs> the All people right. who know don't need to know. The people who don't know don't understand what that means. And you've oh, just gosh. come up with the name of the podcast. Okay, it's it's a bit long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe an acronym. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe we'll need. <laughs> um, okay, okay. The Wind River High Route. Um, so, it's a Skirker route. Um, a what? <laughs> Andrew Skirka is the it's, okay. it's his route. He's yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought that was an acronym that no. <laughs> I was unfamiliar with. It's just uh, a person. Okay, he's just a just a person. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's, so it's his route. Um, it's a hundred miles long. Well, technically, it's like somewhere between ninety-seven and like 98.9 depending on who's recording you know miles long so roughly 100 miles long uh it it, you gain 
30,000 vertical feet over the course of it. You uh, start the route by high pointing on Downs Mountain, which is at 13 something or other, and then you end with a high point on Wind River Peak at 13 something or other. Um, and then you have a, you know, a long entrance in and out. Um, you cover glaciers and tons and tons of scree fields and boulder fields and very high mountain passes. So you're pretty much going straight up and straight down over and over and over and over and over again. I mean, it being Wyoming, yeah. when you say glacier, you mean permanent snowfield? Snowfield or, with crevasses. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I was trying to think like. Most of them are not. Of most the, of them, most of the glaciers don't have like exposed crevasses, but a couple of them do. Um, it's, which it's the exposed ones you're not worried about. <laughs> yeah, no shit. If I can see it, I'm I know, scared. I know exactly. <laughs> um, and 65% of it is off trail. So mostly you're on a trail, well, for a couple miles to get on the route. And then you're on a trail for about 17 miles getting off of it with maybe like a one or two miles, a couple like miles in the middle. Okay. Um, but mostly you're off route. So you're navigating on rocks and snow and, um, you're not on comfortable terrain ever. So it's not necessarily a running route, yeah. but it's a route that you can tackle as fast as you can. Okay. So, um, anyway, a couple years ago, my friend, but, techni- but because of the, the, those technical features, mm-hmm. um, being relatively present, uh, and attentive is required. You have to have 100% concentration almost the entire time. Yeah. It's, yeah, very, very like mentally no, exhausting. No cruise control moments. No, really. not until, like, the end, really, when you're coming out into Sinks Canyon. You're pretty much, like, you got to be on it because, like, everything moves. All the rocks are loose. You know, the yeah. snow fields, like, you have to be really attentive the whole time. So, um, like, my friend Gabe tried to go for a, an FKT on it two years ago, and he rolled a rock, a huge rock, and broke his rib and hurt himself and it took like two days for him to get out and he had a partner too whoa um so it's it's just like you have to be on it the whole time like you can't just like dash down like these scree fields like everything moves oh yeah like all the rocks move you know you got to be like really really on it and very like careful with every single footstep every single footstep let's let's talk about that partner no partner thing because so with a center punch last year Mm -hmm. you were with Fred. Yeah, it was with my right. friend Fred, yeah. Um, and, and so had a partnership, which does, uh, um, I don't know, it, I, I always found that it, like, things were slightly less scary because someone else was there. Yeah, for sure. Or you have someone to help you pay attention. And as you know, you can kind of yo-yo. Like hand off. It, yeah, yeah, hand off who's, like, in charge for, like, a little bit, you know, and then switch. Yeah. You know, and you kind of take turns like okay someone's like a little more out of it someone's a little more energized you know back and forth and you can share you know decision making and or even snacks or you know, s- yeah <laughs> jokes or a bivy as, as fred and i did last year you know we, we shared an emergency blanket for two hours yeah and that's that's an emergency blanket is not fucking warm at all unless there's someone else under it with you yeah <laughs> And then it's not the blanket that's warm; it's the other person. Yeah. Um, so you uh, can cons- d- did you plan to this by uh, by yourself from the start? Like, I did. It wasn't. Yeah. A, it was a solo thing mm-hmm. for uh, no, clarity reasons, or like that, really, that search of clarity. For, no, no other reason other than like I I knew I could do it by myself. 
Um, okay. And I'm really tired of hearing people like tell women that they can't do things by themselves. Rock and roll. I am tired of it too. God damn it. Like yeah. girls from when they are born are told to be careful, to like not travel alone, to like, you know, it's just like safety this, safety that, safety that. Whereas, you know, guys are like told, yes, go on an adventure, go find your manhood, like whatever, you know? Yeah. And, you know, women growing up is like, you know, as you grow up, it like the whole thing snowballs into the point where like you don't think you can do things by yourself. Like because of that repetitive. Yeah. Sort of... Like over and over again. Like I can't even tell you how many times I have been either snowboarding in the backcountry, climbing, whatever. And I'm told, oh, all right, well, you better be careful, you know? And I'm like, would, would you fucking say that to a guy? No. <laughs> Most of the time, no. Most of the time, yeah. I mean, some people you do. It's some people like, you dude, do. You're Depending. fucking incompetent. Depend. You yeah. should be careful. But like, <laughs> like the number of times, like, it, you know, women are told, like, you, you better be careful. Like, oh, you're going out there? Like, all right. Like, I've even had a guy, like, some idiot out in the backcountry who should not have been out there. Like, he was out there without Abby equipment, didn't know where he was. He was lost. I rolled up to him and I was like, yo, you, you need to exit this, like, you know, this valley this way. Like, you need to get out. And he's like, oh, you don't have to worry about me, little girl. And I was like. You're kidding like you don't even know like you just downplayed everything in my life to okay, being a okay, little girl on top of the fact that i was an adult it, woman y- yes like <laughs> and yeah no i'm not kidding that's yeah. ridiculous probably moving at a higher rate of speed than he was um with a lot more economy but but so he's out in the backcountry by himself I think, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, when I go into the backcountry by myself, not having Abby gear is kind of the point. Like the only reason to have Evelyn, you know, in, for any kind of like personal rescue gear or right. whatever, partner rescue gear, companion rescue gear, is if there's a fucking companion. Yeah. But if I'm out there by myself, I mean, granted, there was a guy that I think lived up in, uh, I would have been Bozeman area. Who was, you know, renowned, you know, for years going out in the backcountry by himself and never carried an avalanche beacon. Well, why would you? Because you're out there by yourself. Right. Totally. Um, and then I was more upset that he, he was going to put my friends in danger because he was uh, gonna, he didn't know what like avalanche train was and he was going to cause a slide on top of our heads. So that's a totally yeah. That means, uh, dude, leave um, or stay right where you are. Have a little tea while we leave. Because I don't want to be anywhere near you. Do you feel yeah. so? The, the they're all serious. Come on. I love it. I do well, too. I'm kind just, of. I'm just trying to think. All <laughs> that was a lot. And so, yeah. do you think that the cumulative uh, reaction from men to say "be careful," which starts at a young age, mm-hmm. at what point did that sort of start to move away from? Uh, general safety to just sort of everything. So do you remember a time when you were like, this is now, the dam is broken and now it's just about everything about my life? Yeah, I mean, I, I've had, uh, let me, how do, how, do I, how do I say this loving to, like, you know, specific <clears throat> parental figures uh, who d- didn't maybe think that women were competent with money? Maybe things like that, you know? Okay. Maybe that's possible. I'm speaking in a really high voice and hopefully, like, they're not like, going to listen to this. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I but if if it's the <laughs> truth, then then yeah, kind of doesn't matter if they listen or not. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think you know, there's also the glass ceiling effect in sports, and you know, and and in business, you know, where like you know, women are not paid as much as men. You know, it kind of extends everywhere. 
you know, just because, like, historically women are supposed to, you know, be at home, taking, you know, taking care of things. Barefoot and pregnant. Yeah, and it's sort of like, you know, that we haven't entirely shaken off that whole thing, you know, like that is 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 still echoing, you know. Is there any validity to the the idea that you do have to think about things differently than I would think about them? And so as like, far as like being in the mountains? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. Um, so I, I was talking to a friend a few days ago. Grizzly bears. <laughs> in bars. Uh, no. I'm, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, that's different because I was what I was about to say is that grizzly bears, the appetite of a grizzly bear is fairly gender neutral. However, when a grizzly bear is in a bar, that is not any longer true. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but, but, but outside, all of... You know, I'm going to get killed, you know, just as quickly as Kelly might by a falling rock. Right. Like like everything out in that particular zone. Um, indiscriminate. R- indiscriminate. Yeah. Right. R- regardless of anything. So I, so w- which is why I th- that the whole idea that like you better be careful out here, girl. Um, it just blows my mind in the sense unless it's some guy who's like already a fucking douchebag right and you know projecting like my god do i have stories about people i have dated who have tried to bring me down because they cannot handle the fact that i am more athletic than them and have more knowledge in the backcountry than they have did it ever come across as uh they were they they thought they were in quotes supporting you and but in actually they were all they were doing was just holding you back uh, I, not supporting me, but I've definitely had guys Obviously, who... like in quotes. Yeah, know, in quotes. Yeah. No, uh, uh, not exactly. It's more like, you know, I said, y- you know, like they... Yeah. Okay, so for an example, like the the first time I was going to go do the Whirl, mm-hmm. the Wasatch Ultimate Ridge Link Up, I was dating someone and they were like, like this is before I did it alone the first time. Okay. Um, back when I was trying to find a partner potentially to go to do it with me. And... Uh, this person I was dating said, oh, well, I'll just do it with you. They were not an endurance athlete. They were not a climber. They were not a mountaineer. They had literally none of the skills it takes to to move fast in the mountains and safe, you know, be smart and fast and safe in the mountains. And I was like, I'm sorry. In a couple of years, I could take you on this, but <sighs> I cannot take you with me because you are going to put yourself and me in jeopardy. Yeah. And they could not handle that. And they got so offended. And it's true. Like, I'm, I'm, it was kind of harsh what but I said. But, like, I was like. A, I, no, disagree. No, but when people under, <laughs> don't Dis- understand yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah. They don't understand what they're talking about. Right. And it's. and it's. It was completely um, undermining the, like, the years and years. I, I have 28 years of climbing experience. And I was like, you are, you have none. You can't just pick this up. Yeah. It's like, you, you cannot do this safely like that, you know. Especially because I was trying to go for a fastest known time. I'm like, you can't just assume I, because I'm a girl, you can do it as fast and as strong as I can because you're, or, you know, or athletic. as safely, or as safely as a non climber, someone yeah. who's, you know, also going to not be that great with the exposure on that ridge from mm-hmm. whatever is it, Sullivan to fucking Monte Cristo, and who becomes yeah. a liability as soon as you're on that ridge, exactly, yeah. which and is what I had been worried about, which mm-hmm. is costing you atten- energy and, yeah. and attention yeah. Yeah. that you don't then have to spend 
on looking after your own safety because now you're guiding yeah fuck exactly that. yeah and fuck which i ended guy. up doing like a same same person like i said i'm gonna go up tiwanot this day which is one of the mountains in the tetons it's got a little bit of fifth class climbing and it's kind of exposed and i was like okay i'm gonna go up tiwanot this day and then you know the next day i'm gonna go with a friend of mine and we're gonna do the south traverse which is like the southern part of the grand traverse and he was like oh well i can do that with you and i was like both of them and he's like oh yeah and i was like okay you can pick one and you're going to have a hard time. And he picked doing the South Traverse. Because he decided to come with me and my friend, we had to bring a rope, yeah. which we weren't going to do. We were going to solo it. And it took us probably eight hours longer because we brought him. And, and, and no lesson learned. No lesson learned. At the end, he was just like, yeah, I think I really impressed you on that. And I was like, <laughs> Yes, you I was did. Like, I was like, dude. But like, not in the way you think. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is like... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, enough of I, my ranting about I, that. I think like, I really gents, it's okay if a lady can crush you. It's okay. <laughs> like, it's, in fact, it's <laughs> fucking wonderful when it happens because it just means that there's an, an equilibrium in whatever partnership. Yeah. It's just like, look at, look at a person, like recognize what they're capable of and what their skill set is. And, and it's, it's okay if you can't match that. It's okay, but don't like... Because it happens all the time with your dude friends, dude. <laughs> like, th- there's always someone who's who's better, who's more competent, and it doesn't like one of the. Uh, I don't mean I'll never forget. I mean I had never, I think, until 1986. Um, Great year. Yeah, outstanding. Was. Yeah, it was yeah. An outstanding year. <laughs> um, tied in with. Uh, a female climbing partner. And then I end up in the Himalayas with Allison Hargraves. And I'm just like, okay, uh, I'm kind of not on her level. And I fucking learned a ton. And if that's what you're here, you know, if you're, if you're around to try and impress people, you know, a go fuck yourself, but B, you know, but if you're here to learn, yeah, there's everyone's a teacher. There's been this trend within uh, climbing movies for a while now where they will do a spotlight on a particularly uh, strong woman. Okay. And crushing. Yeah. Putting up great numbers, right? And more times than not, they have the significant other who is male will come on and say, oh, yeah, she climbs way harder than me. As if that's some sort of validation to her strength. It drives mm-hmm. me crazy because it, because the, the the strength and her capability is is in relation to the, um, to to the action itself, to the geography, to those those challenges, and then some stupid dumb fuck camera guy or you know film person comes along and thinks that that capability can should be measured in relation to another person mm-hmm. or that the audience can't digest the idea of. Her strength unless it is compared to compared yeah 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 have you seen any comparison with your effort that you just accomplished like are people holding it to another another accomplishment or does it stand alone um i, I don't know for the for the wind river high route um as far as you know a, a, rec- a recording goes like i'm the first woman to have done it solo for a fast time I mean, there's so, so far there's no record of a woman doing it like solo, but I came very, I came within a couple of hours of the men's time 
the men's fastest known time. So I don't know if that if that counts. And I also like I stopped to shiver should, baby. I was going to say you should not have gone skinny dipping, and you would have broke the time. I'm sorry. I wanted to go skinny but, dipping. I don't care. Yeah. You know Full what? Moon. Whatever. Like Rock on. I was having a good time out there. Like I was like psyched. Like I was like, look at this lake. I'm gonna get naked. I'm gonna jump in it. I don't care. So you managed to get the FKT and also have a good time. I had a great time. <laughs> that's yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. And I did I did stop to like I attempted to sleep for two hours the first night, so I stopped to shiver bivy in like that stupid trash bag emergency blanket. It's funny because on all. Instagram it looks super warm. Uh, it, it's warm. <laughs> it's inside it, it, my house. <laughs> it reflects heat. It really does. But Which like is, I was shaking out of control. I mean, yeah. I slept like twenty minutes. That was like tops. It's it's fucking hilarious. So this was a, a a thing. I mean, back in the day, there was a sleeping system, a sleeping bag, um, and I think it it, it, it might have been a North Face bag at the time, but it had some kind of like foil, you know, radiant heat barrier in it that was perforated, so it wasn't like a plastic. It wasn't a vapor barrier, but it was just this radiant heat barrier. And they're like, yeah, it increases the warmth without increasing the you know bulk and or, or and weight in a commensurate way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's totally. But you just start looking at okay, there's four mechanisms of heat loss. And radiant heat is accounts for like only ten percent. Yeah. So, goddamn, you're sitting on the cold ground because obviously you don't have a, a pad. No. Um, that thing can protect you from the wind a little bit. A little it offers bit. no um, uh, insulation other than reflecting the th- than reflecting. Yeah. But if that's but if you've got ninety percent of your heat loss not being addressed by this super lightweight thing, it's just like. It's a super lightweight thing that doesn't fucking work. Yeah, totally. It was more like I brought it because, like, I I didn't bring any sleeping equipment with me. I didn't bring a stove. It was like... So... It was was like, okay, if I I need to take an emergency nap... Yeah. This will keep me a little bit warmer. Th- that, that was this like the can't help. Yet. I mean, it's it's like the it, it, for like three ounces, it's the biggest bang for the buck you can fucking for carry, sure. For yeah, sure. for sure. I mean, like with Fred and I on the center punch last year, we got stuck in that storm and yeah. we were at like ten thousand whatever feet and like we were on like really exposed fifth class climbing and we were like, this is dangerous. At least we can stay warm in this thing together. Yeah. You know. So. And again, it is. It's like a, a two person one of those where you can where it, it is enough or a one and a half person one of those. Um, types of emergency shelters it, it's super useful in that context yeah exactly it, it's it, totally, it's an emergency blanket so you took emergency no stove blanket. counting on you know obviously melt water running water whatever mm-hmm. uh, filter system i brought for, a or? soft flask one with a filter one without a filter so sorry two soft okay. fl- soft flasks um mostly i didn't use a filter except for like at the very beginning where I was down low. Like, like down low where there is livestock. Horses and yeah. And then like at the end when I'm like down low. But for the most part, I, I was just drinking water straight out of streams and glaciers and things. So incubation period for Giardia is what, 72 hours about? I thought it was like two weeks. That's, co- that's COVID. Be. That's COVID. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's COVID? What if We're, I get COVID in Giardia? <laughs> at the same time? It'll well, be a good time. It'll be a real good time. I'll <laughs> have some stories You'll be for super you. lean. Yeah. Not like, not like I am like, not already like after this whole thing. Like, whole, my God, yeah. I like got real skinny. <laughs> when you rolled in today, I was like, wow, Kelly, you've lost some of yourself. Yeah. W- w- you know, spent it there, mm-hmm. which is actually one of those things. You know, people are like, what's the greatest weight loss? Pl-? You know, what's the best diet for weight loss? I'm like, I don't know, 72 hours continuous movement. What do you say? Yeah, for sure. And I was eating cookies like the whole time, too. And I still like got skinny as 
fuck. <laughs> wait, if I if wait if I just move constantly for seventy two hours, I can eat whatever I want. Oh, sticks of butter. Oh yeah, straight lard. IV full of lard. You'll still lose weight. I promise. <laughs> oh, lard IV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I kind of like this. I, I might I might have to do an enema instead of an IV, but. Lard enema. Yeah. Hmm. Teach them. Hey, I yeah. know, man. It's just like it's total. It's, it's a wild west out there. Is that before or after the anal beads? <laughs> Ooh. Um, coincident with? Yeah. I mean, pa- paired with. You know, paired with? All right. I yeah. don't know. All right. All right. Yeah. We've hit the gutter. I love how yes. that, that was the longest pause to answer a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know, I'm just trying to. <laughs> no, I need to visualize. I need to map it out here. Because. <laughs> It's like, how else could we use? I mean, I could, I could be, you know, giving myself nutrition and a good time. <laughs> or I could be doing it with someone else. Also, <laughs> I guess that's, I don't know. These, we were just talking about solo efforts and I'm just trying to think. <laughs> Supported animal lard anal beads. Be, anal be- God damn. That's a tr- you got to trust your partner hard there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or get hard while you're trusting them. Entirely possible. Yeah. Mm. Yep. You can go for the FKT. Uh, you, you could. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's one of those things where you do want to try and prolong it. You want to make it last. <laughs> I mean, that way everyone's satisfied in the end. <laughs> okay, if blushing hadn't happened before, uh, it's still not happening. So, cl- so clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clarity. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So clarity. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so mo- moving track. away from lard and anal get, beads because it's like. Let's just bounce. Yeah. Bounce off the bottom of the gutter. <clears> and yeah. Wind River High Route. Right. Right. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> um, is that a flip answer or is that real? Wait, what? Is that a flip answer or is that real? When you like you're searching for clarity. Yeah. No, that's a that's a it's real. Like, yeah. I, I feel like when I go into the mountains, I feel like I'm going home. So I think that uh, there's like a, the reason I ask that is because I think a lot of people uh skirt the answer the, mm-hmm. you know by saying something like that but i don't i don't believe that with you I no just, I no curious. i want you to, to but i, I grew it. up in i grew up in the mountains so like the tetons are my home that's like that's my zone um it's your backyard. I, I love being like up in the alpine like that makes me very happy like i just get extraordinarily euphoric like i get into like the flow state um i think about all the things that you think about normally but like i'm much happier being in the mountains mm-hmm. because like you just are with yourself or you know occasionally you know you're you're with friends and uh it's like you and nature there's something that's just so yeah so i have this like obsession with like paleoanthropology like i read a lot of anthropology and paleoanthropology books and like i'm very interested in like human origins and like how we used to live and how and basically like the last like i don't even know like couple hundred years if that we've moved away from nature at such a rapid pace that like i feel like it's kind of responsible for all of our issues currently so i find that like going into wilderness settings i'm actually going back home like the way that we were meant to be um especially solo and depending only on myself does it, does it take you time to sort of shed all the things that you carry with you so for instance like how long does it take you before you feel like oh, okay i've i've gotten rid of all that garbage and i'm sort of here oh i think like as you the more and more you go into it like the more uh time i spend out there like the longer the endurance feed is whatever that is like the more you shed so how um, are you in let's say like the three to five days prior to launching on something like that i'm sleeping and eating a lot okay but I, i'm, uh, ner- but, I'm but, nervous but, but, but also sort of 
slowly cu- cutting away some of the the social anchors. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, you know, if I, I don't want any drama, like I tell anyone, um, especially if I'm like dating someone, I'm like, I only want positive vibes right now. Like, I, I don't have time for like drama or any like yeah. you know BS right now. Like, just like good times, like with like people I love and like eating and sleeping a lot and just you know. You're really, a, pr- you're like a professional athlete who's going into their finals. You know, yeah. it's, it's like you don't want to hear about the dishes or yeah, how totally. you have to, you know, take someone here or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. those things don't, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and and, I, I don't and know, banking I get, energy, banking. Yeah, mental know, energy. Like, especially if you're, I, I mean, I, I, and speaking for myself, it would, uh, it would be, look, I've done all of this sort of expenditure right in mm-hmm. as in training like i've been depleting myself and recovering depleting myself i've been training myself to get up to this thing i'm used to every day moving in some way i'm used to like spending that energy and then i have to if i stop doing that for three days to sort of taper <clears throat> if you will mm-hmm. and some people say yeah the tapering thing it's not really a thing and that's because they've never overreached before um but but it's also like okay i want to I want the explosive energy or what will ultimately be explosive energy to build. Yeah, for sure. Like, so if I, so if you stop, like if you're used to, okay, I'm trained for, you know, two, three, five hours every single day. And that's what I'm used to. And then three to five days prior, I start restricting that, restricting that, restricting that. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's tantric in a way, like where you're just like, yeah. oh man, I'm going to totally sensitize myself and make it absolutely necessary that on this day I go do this thing. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, I will fucking explode. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's even hard for me to sleep like before. I mean, the night before when I was camping at the trailhead, I only slept for maybe three hours. Like, not only was it like storming, but like I was just like, like anticipating so much. I was like waiting for my alarm to go off at like one fifty-five a.m. I was like waiting for that, you know. Did you have any crew? Uh, my friend Savannah helped shuttle me. So she was in her van. I was in the tent outside and she... Uh, yeah, sent me off, which is which is really nice. And how attuned nice. how attuned was she to sort of your mental state? She knew what was going on. She's a really like, yeah tough girl. Like she's been through some some heavy shit, and so she <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So she uh. It was it was actually she, really cool. How's she doing, by the way? I think she's doing better. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a long road. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Um. But. I, I wasn't expecting to have someone there to send me off. Like I was just going to have her drop me off at the trailhead and I was just going to camp and pick up my tent later. But she was like, no, I'll stay the night with you and like, um, send you off in the morning. So that like meant the world to me. Cause I was like, that was not what I was expecting. So it was pretty cool to actually have a friend, like send me off. Um, that's so amazing too, because it's such a slippery slope where maybe you don't want that, but she knows enough to know that, no, this is, this yeah. is, this is good you know, that's cause that's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And, and our final exchange was like really brief. I mean, it was just like, all right, like she did a little like video of me and she's like, all right, like, what are you going to do? Cool. Good luck. And we fist pounded. That's a, that's that a friend it. who gets it. Yeah, yeah. she gets it. Yeah. She gets it. So yeah, she sent me off and, uh, it's hard to be the person in that, you know, setting, setting a friend off, you know, letting mm-hmm. them loose, watching them go fly. Cause you're just like, man, I fucking hope this is not the last time I see her. Yeah, for, for sure. And you don't want to give but you'd also don't want to that's not a voice that you you can't voice have. it mm-hmm. yeah 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 so you try and do it in all the ways that stay positive and you think that 
you'll be able to reflect on it and say, oh, that's what that person was saying. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. 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 Uh, that so powerful. Sweet, yeah. That was oh, great. Okay. But yeah. Um, Were you just buzzing? Yeah, I was buzzing. I was like psyched. I was so focused. Like I was just like, go. Like I, and I compartmentalize everything. So like my first step was like, get on top of Downs Mountain. So that's like 13-ish miles or whatever. And then you're on like the actual high route from there. So you're like snowfield, like glacier, snowfield, glacier, snowfield, glacier, like mountain pass, like and then I was trying to get to the Dinwiddie, like, bivy area. So, like, that was my next thing. And then I was, like, constantly calculating. Like, I'm always calculating things in my head, like, over and over and over again. Like, okay, like, if I moved, like, this many miles, like, you know, since, like, whatever time, like, you know, how many miles is it going to be? And, like, my whole thing was to get to this uh, this one zone, like, called the Alpine Lakes Pass. Okay. Um, I really wanted to get there before dark, and I did not think it was possible, like, initially. Like, I was like, there's no way. The reason I wanted to get there before dark is because it's the biggest snowfield, it's the steepest snowfield, and it's kind of cruxy to navigate it. Like, I've done it twice before, but, like, you're basically, like, skirting this lake, climbing up, climbing down, like, skirting around. It's just kind of a pain in the ass. Like, the whole, like, zone is a pain in the ass, and, like, the snowfield is so steep. And just because of that one snowfield, I brought micro spikes with me. Okay, I was going to ask, like... That was the traction I brought, and, like... Okay. I did not want to bring micro spikes because yeah. they're heavy. Oh yeah. Like no matter what, they're heavy. But I brought them for that one snowfield in case I hit it when it was frozen in the dark, and I hit it right at sunset, and it was still soft. Nice. And trust me, I thought about just like throwing my micro spikes away. I was like, "Fuck <laughs> these, like bye." But like, I, I no, I never, I would, I'd never do that. But like, <laughs> I was like, "All right, yeah." So I got through that, and then. Um, Isn't yeah. that the classic case though? Like, if you hadn't brought them, I think would have been just. Yeah, same, same reason I brought bear spray because, like, yeah. I was like, I and I hate bringing bear spray because, like, uh, you know, like, whatever. Like, where can, is the bear spray? Like, is it in my backpack? Is it on a, like, do yeah. I carrying it in a holster because I'm ready for the, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's a weird, it, it's a shift in consciousness um, that I, I think can, can be unuseful. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't want to not have it. The reason I brought it was because I pictured a headline that said, like, "Yeah, runner gets eaten by a bear, did not have bear spray. That's the headline I saw in my head. And I was like, you know what? The one I see is, woman kills bear while completing FKT. Because the the bear grabbed my ass. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) See? I'm telling you, any bear. He didn't buy me dinner first. Like, what a fucker. Motherfucker, you thought I was dinner. God damn it. So, like, any bears listening to this? Don't fuck yeah. with Kelly. <laughs> I have a question for you guys about the start of endurance events, and mm-hmm. I've, you know, events. Can we yeah. just let's? Yeah. Don't worry about the words. Yeah. So, do you have a adrenaline dump as you start? So, when you're running away from your friend, or when you're running, which is so weird to say, when you're running away from your friend, <laughs> do you have? an adrenaline dump or or is the effort so long are you conserving so much of that have you already rehearsed it so much that it just isn't that you're just steady slow and steady god that's hard to i don't know i feel like there's a bit of an adrenaline dump just because like you're anticipating starting for so long Mm -hmm. that when you do start you kind of like you know so it's there you have have a mini dump you know yeah yeah take a mini adrenaline dump take a mini take a mini dump yeah take a mini dump and then and then it's like conserve and focus like it, it's so, yeah. I think, the, the, the initial, early on in one's career of doing those kind of things, that uh, that dump is huge. And you go out of the gate with some 
inappropriate expectation about the speed that you can maintain for the entire time or the or the, the, the level of focus that you can maintain. Um, and, and so, and, and I think the bigger, like the more you don't understand what's going to happen 12 hours or 24 hours or longer from now, um, the bigger that adrenaline dump is. And then once you've done it enough and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna start out walking because for fuck's sake, you know, if, hey, I'll, I'll give the JV fucking kick in the last 12 hours or whatever if I have it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that if I, that, and it's something Scott Johnston said to me a long, long time ago that stuck, I think it was in the context of ski mountaineering racing, and he was just like, everyone feels good at the start. And don't, in that context, don't chase the people who sprint off because you're going to see them again later. Oh, yeah. Right, you're going to, but, but and, if you're and, by yourself right, in one exactly. of these things, it's, it's, it is the same thing. No matter how good you feel, no matter how much energy you banked, how much explosiveness you feel inside, like, I need to get fucking started. Um, uh, just be fucking cool. Be cool, honey bunny. <laughs> yeah. Or as I say to Sparkle, because she is female, I say, bitch, be cool. <laughs> and can kind of get away with it. Especially, you know, in this era. Um, she's never going to me too me. Um, but the... Uh, but 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 I think there there is a, a thing just just like you just have to realize, or and, and you learn through over time like this is going to come home, mm-hmm. like whatever I misspend right now will not be available later. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I kind of like go cool, into it, honey bunny, <laughs> like thinking like I'm going to go like eighty percent, you know. And then okay. after I reach like go after the halfway point, then I'm like okay, then I can increase it to eighty five then 90 and then like the final sprint is like all right you're like within whatever 10 15 miles of like the trailhead burn all the matches now go yeah like now run and that's when i actually started running was at the end and like my blisters were so bad i mean i have oh the video video that you sent of your feet i was like (laughs) oh my god they were fine i said something about uh, I took like, really good care of my feet, like, most of the time. Like, I was switching out my socks. Like, I was keeping my feet dry. But, like, the last, like, little bit after, like, Wind River Peak, like, my feet were damp. I was really stubborn because I was like, okay, you have 17 miles to go. 17 miles to the trailhead. Like, book it. I didn't switch out my socks, and I paid for it. And my so, blisters so, were horrendous. So that blistering mostly happened in those last 17 miles. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Fuck. And then I was like okay just deal with the pain deal with the pain and i was like no you have to stop and switch out your socks and like i don't want to stop because i'm being like i'm like you this is like the final stretch you don't stop and i was like no you have to so i switched out my socks four of my blisters burst at the exact same time and i i have a really high pain tolerance and i screamed when i took my shoes off like i screamed and i had to bite down on a stick I took the duct tape that I had wrapped on my, my trekking poles and I duct taped my feet Yeah. and I put my shoes back on and I was limping. Like I was dragging both of my feet for like two miles until like the, the pain subsided a little bit. And then I started running and then I was like, no, you're going to run. Like you're not going to stop. Like the pain doesn't matter anymore. Turn the volume down on the pain. Just go. Put like, it inside a triangle. Yeah. I was imagining like and taking the pain, like physically taking it and putting it into like a box a and box. locking it. And like closing it and throwing it behind me. And I was like, that doesn't matter. You're going to move as fast as you can now. You know, there's a really, um, I I mean, one of my favorite authors of all time, Robert Stone, uh, one of his early books, um, 
the dog soldiers has a whole thing about that about the protagonist uh taking the pain and putting inside a little triangle and just holding it there and as long as he could keep it in that triangle then he could keep moving Mm -hmm. and it like and it's something when i read it back in the day um I, I, it stuck with me ever since. And the idea of putting it in a box or putting it somewhere like, okay, I'm going to just wrap this fucking thing up and a bubble wrap this bitch. And I'm going to like, yeah, whatever. It's going to go over here and I'm going to carry it and it's going to weigh something, but it's not going to stop me. No, for sure. It, it's like you turn, it's also the trick where you like turn the volume down on the pain. Like if your pain's yeah. at like a seven and a half, like turn it down to a three. Yeah. You just got to find the volume knob. Yeah. And, and it works. It can. And and then I'm reciting like Frank <laughs> Herbert in my head over and over again, like you know, like thinking about like Paul Atreides, like with his hand in the in the hot box, you know, like fears the mind killer, like don't don't focus on it, and yeah. like over and over again, you know. That that another great author. Yeah, and that shit from that book keeps coming up. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. It is the, it is awesome. I love yeah. I love Dune. I have um uh a couple of good, good friends. I mean, one uh, Polly who's. Uh, has sat where you're sitting right now um, and it's like an episode in the 80s I can't remember but I, and I think it's called Be a Verb um, not a noun that episode and he's named after Paul Atreides he's like the, the tattoos that he has on his arm it's like it's it, it's language it's ideas from that fucking book <laughs> I was like are you serious? Next level yeah fucking next level <laughs> so speaking of volume do you feel like you had to turn the volume down on your accomplishment? Or have you been able to turn it to 11 and be like... I I don't know. I mean, honestly, like, I, uh, I appreciate the attention I've gotten from it, but I it, I, I, I know that I, can, I could have done it better. Like, I didn't have to stop in Skinny Dip. I didn't have to stop and, like, try to sleep for two hours, like, where I only got, like, 20 minutes of sleep. Like, you, what a waste of time that was. Like, God damn it. You didn't have to have a good time. You could have just done it. I could have just, I could have just done it, you know? Like... <laughs> Like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to push back on that. I think that's so great that you made it your own because so many athletes just go and do the thing and you ask them about their experience and it's just it's cardboard. You know, there's no there's no texture to it. Mm-hmm. Your experience, ha- you have these moments that you can look back on and talk about the moon and skinny dipping and the blisters and not, you know, like, oh, I haven't even talked about my spiritual experience. Exactly. Like, I can like, yeah. but, but so, so the, first, like one of the things you mentioned was, and, and this is also a timing thing for like any, any of this stuff where, where you're going for 24 hours or, or more, mm-hmm. um, you have to scale. And if I look back at the Slovak, you know, we're just like, okay, well, we're going to try and do it. Um, so what was your time on that? I'm sorry. I need to like, oh, I don't remember. Uh, on on the face 60 hours mm-hmm. and then another three hours to get down to the medical camp at 14 so we we're basically moving for 63 hours nonstop. Yeah. um and, and with and we say non-stop but there were a couple of points where we had to stop because we had to melt snow to get right to, you know to continue with the hydration issue mm-hmm. but um yeah so let's just say 70 hours awake or whatever it was mm-hmm. um and also a really fucking high level of stress for yeah. those for the 60 when the you know the climbing is technical the rope is out you know the yeah. the, the outcome is um 
But 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 you know the, like the the navigation like the the yeah. thing where so you're, you're trying to plan it for a certain time, right? Yeah. Like okay, so you, you plan if if the weather forecast had not been good around a full moon, then you wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. But if it's like hey, if there's a full moon and that's going to help me navigate what as I'm moving through the night, that's a great thing. If the weather forecast allows me to do it around the full moon and around this particular time of year, like there's only probably two full moons in a year when that what you just did was would be possible and so we were looking at it in alaska it's like oh we need to be warm mm-hmm. so we want to be we want to be on the mountain in june um and then uh well we're going to be moving we, we thought we could do it in like 48 hours but that still means there's two cycles of darkness right duskness whatever mm-hmm. in alaska so uh, I think we we were June 25 to 27 or something like that. So like a few days after the longest fucking day of the year when there right. is the most light, like you, mm-hmm. you need to factor these things in. Absolutely. To, to, to do it. And like when you were talking about like moving through the first night when there was a moon, like what a fucking glorious feeling. It was fucking glorious. Yeah. Holy shit. So oh. what, what gets you guys through the night? Because obviously when you talk about these like multi-eve events, the night is hard and you you sort of work towards that sunrise right i say the crux is for me personally is going into the night like when it starts to get dark because instinct takes over for a second right. and it's like find shelter find Shut a safe down. place to go it's bedtime like what are you doing out here but once it's actually night you're just going you're just like this is amazing like it's beautiful the stars are out you know like i'm obviously my head's on a swivel looking for bears because it's dark and it's a lot bears. harder to see bears because bears. bears yeah yeah one might reach out and grab my ass hey, like, they only who knows? grab your ass at night yeah, yeah. Exactly. so like Man. my head's on a fucking swivel <laughs> we, we are, but, that joke has got legs yeah you're just, <laughs> just taking it. it does it have legs or just a mezcal like what is i, I don't know uh, yeah, we'll both. find out yeah, yeah. <laughs> um are you the same mark are you like once you the transition is the hard part well okay there, there are two transitional points right. for for me and it was always like the, the 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 acceleration that happens so if let's say it's gonna be hard night like we're climbing in the alps and so it's not you know arctic circle summer where it's you never doesn't actually you don't even take a fucking headlamp right, right. but it's a hard night in the alps the hours leading up to actual darkness you're charging as hard as you fucking can like it it's just like because oh, there's a hard deadline coming Make hay while the sun shines. Yeah, we got to do this now. Go, 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 go. And then as soon as it gets dark, all right, everybody. It's it's like, Mm. all right, honey bunny, be cool because Mm -hmm. we're here for a long time and hopefully a good time. But um, but, but, but once it absolutely gets dark, the shift is just like slow the fuck down. It's no longer a race with darkness. Darkness is here. We can't fight it. Now we have to be cool. The next, and then you're then totally liberated all night until that biorhythmic moment when all shit is gets really fucking bad so and we and based on experience at some point we're just like all right no meaningful decision will be taken like after four you know from 4 a.m until the sun comes up maybe 3 a.m., whatever. Right then, you're just like automatic, you know, or if you have to stop, you have to stop, but do not make the decision between up or down or a critical root finding decision or whatever in that time frame because it will, the likelihood of it being wrong is 
way higher. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I, I mean, invariably, whenever we're like confronted with a decision about up or down, and we made that decision at you know five o'clock in the morning, it was always down. And then later the sun came over, we're like, oh, that was the wrong fucking decision. We could have kept going because. It's- so those are my two points in the night. and No, and, and I totally and agree with that because that's exactly when I, I stopped to, to quote-unquote bivy yeah. at like 3.15 in the morning. First night? Or the, first, the first, first night. night. Okay. Yeah, and that was the only time I stopped was, you know, the only time I stopped to like attempt to get sleep yeah. was the first night because I was on a part of the route I had not been on before. I was on siding it in the dark uh, and I was like, I was, I was 25 hours into this thing and I was like, okay, like, I have, you know, two hours until daylight, you know, until it starts to get light out. And I'm on this, like, you know, part of the mountain that I don't know. Like, if if there is a time to stop, it's now. Yeah. You know, I stopped and, uh, you know, whatever. I didn't sleep in, anyway, so whatever. But, like, it was the same thing. It was sort of like, this is the time, like, to stop for a second if I'm going to stop. If I'm going to stop, yeah. Yeah. Did and, you, you know, and, and, of course, in retrospect, I'm like, why the fuck did I stop? Should have kept going. <laughs> but <laughs> well, whatever. But second guessing is a is a... A, a, a thing with all of these types of events like you can always look back I mean I remember at some point 10 years after the fact or whatever this kind of discussion with Steve House where, where I was like yeah I think we could cut we could have cut you know we could have done this thing in 36 hours on the Slovak instead mm-hmm. of 60 and it was like how and I'm like I start writing out how like okay because mm-hmm. I, I know where the time was lost exactly and yeah. and it, it, but it's but a lot of that is like you said you're you're on the unknown part the not pre not rehearsed part of it exactly like when v15 wasn't a thing you couldn't do it yeah, of course and then it was the thing and then all of a sudden now people are talking about v16 now, mm-hmm. now a couple of people could do it yeah and so you couldn't the door is, I couldn't the door is open yeah. for people yeah. you know and so now your door is open and, yeah and, and I personally like after the center punch last year like we were we were moving for 43 and a half hours straight more or less yeah and i i didn't know if i could stay awake longer than that i was like okay i want to try to attempt the wind river high route without sleeping but i don't know how long i'll make it without sleeping and besides the 20 minute nap i was awake for 70 hours you know, yeah. I was on the route for 59 and a half hours, but I stayed awake like, you know, an hour before that. And then like a couple hours after that, you know, so now <laughs> yeah, I know what you couldn't just turn it off and take a nap when you got to the trailhead. No, because I out. was like I was on like level 5000. I don't even know what level I was on. Like, wow, that was nuts. But yeah, like but but it opened the door was my point. Was that like yeah. I didn't know what was possible until like, you know, like. Yeah, you know, I didn't know that I could stay like before that the longest time I'd been awake was like 30 34 hours and then you know it became 43 and a half hours and now it's 70 hours and now I'm like okay like you can yeah you can keep going you just have to like know that it is possible first that's that's interesting because like the banging on the door you know yeah. doing things like I think I did a continuous 26 hour push in the Alps once and then um and then it kind of kept progressing. And then on Mount Hunter with Scott, we were we had moved for 43 hours nonstop. And then the next thing was, you know, thinking that that was kind of the limit. Like you get re- like we decided and I think we I mean, we talked about this before we started talking about this, um, <coughs> that, you know, you get pretty stupid around 36 hours. You I think, really do. I think 24 hours, you're still making 
reason, pretty good mm-hmm. decisions. Yeah. Thirty six, you're you're not necessarily making fatal decision. You know, fatally wrong decisions or just de- or poor decisions with potentially fatal consequences. But it does get a bit murky. Oh yeah, and that's and that's it, when I start like that's when I start hallucinating is around that point. And then at forty eight, you're just like, oh, fucking bets are off, and I hope. I banked <laughs> enough good luck. Yeah, for sure. Was my experience, but um, hallucinations do tell. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. The, okay. So okay, I guess I could dive into the the, the spiritual experience I had on the Windover High Route. Um, you guys can judge me don't, if you like. Do not make fun of it, because. Yeah, why would you even approach it that? Yeah, like, I'm sorry. It's, it's a fucking it's just, taste. It just because it just it's, sounds so like it's it's like from a logical standpoint, it's like of course you were hallucinating. Of course you were. Yeah, but, but like, there's, there's but no, a huge but, difference between having a, a spiritual moment and hallucinating. Okay, and there's also there's it's true. like That's true. why do we go to these places? You know, why do we choose to have these experiences um, where we strip down all expectation and prejudice and resistance because I want to have like directly experience the world around me mm-hmm. and that 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 world may be the physical the very real physical world and it but it but but that's that that's fucking kindergarten and yeah. like I'm here for the graduate degree in fucking spiritual impact like yeah. I want to be I'm not going there to like say I did it I'm going there to be fucking transformed and sometimes that transformation is comes by way of you know fucking grizzly bears grabbing my ass exactly um, or or whatever but it is a it is a deep and you know psycho physical or psychophysical experience that 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 um i i think we treat casually in conversation afterwards with others because we think they can't understand. Right. But part of the reason that, you know, the, the part of the duty, the responsibility of the seeker is to bring that back and to help them understand. So um, you guys have touched the stove. You've felt the heat. I can't judge you how you tell me what heat feels like. And this is this is why like I'm glad that like Thurk is here. Yeah, like, this is, exactly. Like, we need, like, exactly. Nothing you. to contribute. Go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, tell me about the stove. Tell me about okay. the heat. Tell All me right. About, wait, let me, tell let me, me ab- hang on. Tell me about having your head in the oven because <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's touching the stove at this point. <laughs> it was yeah. My head was in the oven. Let me let me just take a long long sip of this uh, delicious mezcal and I'll, uh, I'll 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 open up and be vulnerable, which is something that's that's actually pretty hard for me to do. You got Sparkle's attention. Oh, hi. hi. Look at face. you. Hi, square face. Okay, so. See, she's in touch with the spirit world all the time. You are. Yeah, you know. So, all right. So I'm a spiritual person. I'm not religious in any way, but I'm a spiritual person. Um, the mountains are my, like, you know, church, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I love to go there and, like, More talk to, to the mountains. Like, it, I mean, it, like, it starts out with blah, blah, blah. You don't have to. You don't I have know. to explain away that the mountains are your church. We get that. The yeah. mountains are a church, <laughs> and amazing. it doesn't. And it's cool. Yeah. 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 But but I also I've I've also been in the position that you're in right now, and um, under reported my or, or treated something too casually, which is actually very fucking important. Okay. No, I'm glad. Um, Thank you, guys. I appreciate the keeping keeping me on track. All right. We're going to bring you back from, you know, whenever you start to get 
you know, too casual. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so, all right, around hour, probably, probably around hour, somewhere between hour 32, 36. Okay. Going into the second night that I was out there. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've definitely, like, hallucinated before when I've, when I've had, you know, done, like, these extreme, like, endurance events and, like, sleep deprivation and, and, and all of that. Um, (laughs) Sparkle knows what's up. (laughs) Yeah, she does. Um, so it, it wasn't, like, new to me. Like, I, I was fully expecting to, like, start hallucinating and, um, I don't typically, like, visually hallucinate that hard, you know? Like, I kind of can see s- streamers and sparkles and things in my eyes. But the auditory hallucination. But the auditory. Oh, yeah. My God, what is it about the auditory? Okay, so, <laughs> all right, here it is. I was passing by a river, and the river started talking to me with a human voice, as clear as day, as clear as my footsteps on the rocks. It was speaking to me. It was not speaking English, but it was speaking to me. And as I got closer to it, it spoke louder. And as I moved away from it, it got softer. And it was a, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like when you hear voices through a door, you can't quite discern what they're saying, but you yeah. know that they're speaking to you and you know that it's speaking. And I passed by this river and it was 100% like as clear as anything else in my entire life was talking. And then I passed by a forest a couple hours later and the wind was blowing through the trees and it was a woman's voice singing and she was singing and it was beautiful and I was like, this is amazing and I was enjoying it. And then later I was passing by the headwaters of the Popoja River and that was a completely other, like different human voice so, speaking to so me. So different, all different completely. spirits accompanying you. 100% different, all different voices, completely different voices. Um, and I was, like, kind of testing it against a, con- a control group. Like, I was testing it against, like, you know, other noises I was hearing, like, you know, my trekking poles, my feet, you know, whatnot. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, and, like, logically, like, I'm a really logical person, but I'm also a spiritual person. So I was like, all right, like, cool. Like, as I got closer to the river, like, it was speaking louder to me as I got further away, you know, it got softer. Like, same as the the first river I went by and the, and the wind. And um, it was, like, a completely amazing benevolent force was just like greeting me as I passed through you know and in my logical slash spiritual mind I was like all right so when you strip away everything else in the human comfort world everything else like our cushy lives that we live when you take everything away and add endurance on top of that and add you know being alone in the mountains on top of that maybe then you can finally hear what the mountains are like saying yeah so anyway and, um, and I actually started talking to the, the the last river that was speaking to me. I started speaking back to it just to, I just, you know, I was curious. I was like, huh, if I say hi to it and if I, like, ask it how it's doing, like, is it going to respond? And it totally did. Like, 100%. Like, talk back to me. Are you going to write these things down? Are you going to, like, are you going to? I have already. Good. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. No, that's written down. Good. Um, Good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was, that was absolutely uh it was crazy. It was like it was like as I, the more and more like marbles I lost, the more and more marbles I I was gaining at the same time. And do you feel like so? <laughs> kind of answers my question is that, that, that these connections, these relationships, are 
providing power and energy and clarity i'd say clarity i don't know about power but like it felt like i was getting to have that relationship that i've always had with the mountains but like on a very personal level you know it was like i was home broke down some barriers in yourself you know some of those insulating layers that so many insulating layers that we live with accumulate over time yeah yeah i mean no wonder that like you know um indigenous groups used to go on like you know vision quests like no wonder because like holy shit like that is next level (laughs) yeah so anyway yeah that's that was my uh yeah that was my uh, my experience will that become something that you start to search for in your next experiences so will you start to strip away some things and alter and Oh, I think that becomes a dangerous game because then you start pushing. It's like, w- at what point do you find the limit? I don't know. Like, I'm sure Mark could speak to that. And like, That's exactly what, what, where, where, what is the limit? You know, when you start like seeking these, like these highs from these experiences. I don't think a human, uh, let's see the, the people who've, you know, reached that limit. She sparkled looking at tequila bottle. That's amazing. Um, <clears throat> she takes after her father. <laughs> Uh, I think, you know, trying to recreate things is the, is the danger. Like, oh, if I just go longer or if I just take more risk or I do something, then whatever insight I am granted will be more precise, more useful, more, you know, you know, deeper or something. And I, and, and, and I don't think you chase the, I, I think it is dangerous to chase the outcome mm-hmm. or to try and manipulate the um, intensity of that outcome like man if I just if, if man if I was I was having a seriously interesting and useful conversation with that river at 36 hours well if I go 48 if I go 60 if I go 72 you know like is that conversation going to be better like okay maybe but no just go have the experience and what will happen will happen but if you go chasing um the result of like looking for the transformation rather than just understanding that it will happen when you commit enough and spend enough of yourself. But I think if you, that it's, that it's going to happen and you don't get to control that. Mm -hmm. And if you think that you can, um, you're, it's already, gonna, you're already losing. You're yeah, already losing, absolutely. and it's going and it's going to turn, and it will be a, it will, it'll turn bad at some point. But if you just okay, I I trust that this. If I give enough of myself, then this is what I will be permitted to experience in return. And and I also think that you know, like, oh, I want to have this all the time. Is a is a uh, a fool's errand as well. It's just like no, we're not able to have these things all the time. No, like, th- but you th- do. Th- they are powerful. These experiences are powerful because they are rare. But you do get information each time, and so oh, absolutely. Yeah, and sure. So I I don't mean because we are all speaking about an addiction to a thing, mm-hmm. or we could just you could have just said we're all speaking about addiction i was good yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're all addicts so th- but uh but using the information that you have now not to chase something but to inform 
the next experience. I think about you're a sponsored athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the idea of of uh, that changing the way that you approach your sponsorship, or or what drives the next thing. Right. Well, I, I mean, I'd like to think that, like you know, I will continue to do these things with or without sponsors, with or without Instagram, with or without right. Of course. Any of that like external validation. Um, I've. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I would hope so. Like, I've always loved to be in the mountains. I've, you know, since I was like a little girl, I've loved to do things like sometimes by myself in the mountains. Like, I used to go out and ride my horse like by myself in the wilderness. You know, before there were like cell phones or anything. Um, so I, I, I would hope that those external forces don't like really influence it in that regard. You seem to have a pretty healthy relationship with the sponsors mm-hmm. it, it, to, to the extent that I, I mean I would look at I do look at you from the outside from afar because you know social media and mm-hmm. what's Kelly doing um, and I I, tr- I I do I believe you 100% when you say look you could do it you would be doing the same things you would be chasing the same experiences um, whether you had commercial support or not, mm-hmm. and I think that's soup. I think that's really important. Yeah, it, I mean, it, I, mean it, I would hope so. Like, obviously, like I, I at the, right now, I do have sponsors, so like I'm hoping that that is the, you know, the yeah. case. Th- th- you're not doing it for, right? No, because like I mean, I mean, I've I've always because, wanted because to be in the mountains because it's you know I, I would certainly I would certainly hope so. But in so so let me ask this then. Um, is it okay? So sponsor sponsorship relations mm-hmm. are financially useful mm-hmm. in some way, but what you are doing, especially locally, like it's gas money. Yeah, like you don't need that thing. So why do you have the commercial relationships? Um. Not, I guess not, it, not, I'm not saying that, that I, I don't want to get, put it, put a judgment on the, the, the nature of the relationship because, you know, it would be easy for someone to think that based on shit that I've said that, you know, commerce is poison mm-hmm. and that it, it has a negative outcome on, but, but that wasn't always the case for me. Right. Um, and, and I know that for myself, there were the sponsor relationships were, look, I need this. It, it was a, financially beneficial thing like right. trips that I could never afford to take mm-hmm. were underwritten by other people yeah at that time um so well I mean before this year yeah, I did I did go on international trips that yeah. were you know oh before before you know before, before, before yeah. 2020 yeah, remember, before, do you remember that time before yeah I'm gonna remember uh, it I hope I remember it in the future yeah. you know, I hope I look <laughs> back on it and go god damn we were tested uh, and pre, it came pre, out okay. Pre-COVID, uh, what was that like? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I so I, that's true because we talked about the Greenland trip. And yeah, some other, Greenland, you know. Alps. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I in Mexico, I've gone on like sponsored like trips to go surfing in Mexico and, and things like that. So like, you know, I, in, in that regard, you know, yeah. there's obviously like financial benefits, but um, I also like being a part of like a supportive team. Yeah. Of people. Um, nice. In Jackson, there's not like a whole a whole lot of mountain runners like there's there's a few people who like to run but like not too many um i like being a part of the community um and 
you know, having support and then having giving other support and, you know. Because footwear right now is Sportiva. Mm-hmm. Thank God I got that right. Sportiva, <laughs> yeah, Sportiva, Osprey. Uh, I think I think Native Eyewear, although I haven't heard from them since the pandemic, so who knows what what's going on there? Oh, yeah, they're they're busy like designing their new face shield. Probably. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ridge Merino, uh, Gnarly Nutrition, and um, Avalon Seven, Medicine Wheel Wellness, handful mm. of handful of other. I, I know. So you, you spend some time at Medicine Wheel. I, I like do. That, yeah, yeah. That, that, they're my they're my people. I recover. I spend a lot of time recovering there. <laughs> Which. Yeah, after some of these things, like the the recovery from from something like the, I mean, I, we were talking about it earlier about like I need I need second dinner, um, <laughs> which now it's too late, but the fridge is full, so we can uh, <laughs> we can help after we're done talking. Um, but the, the this is something I, I find kind of interesting because we we were, I mean, there's a there is a long period of physical recovery Mm -hmm. and a longer period of psychological recovery because these things take a certain amount of hunger in -hmm. order because you know what's coming and so you need to be hungry enough to be willing to swallow the pain that you know will Mm -hmm. is part of the next thing um and i'm kind of curious like so this uh, you finished the thing five, the, 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 the Wind River thing five days ago? I can't even I, I, remember. I, it seems like it was I finished yesterday. it on Thursday. I don't know what day it is. I, Today's Tuesday? It's August. It's, it's 2020? It's 2020. <laughs> Damn it's it, just, it's still 2020? It's, it's COVID 2020. <laughs> no! Um, uh, no, I thought okay, so, my plan was to go into the Wind Rivers and when I come out it was going to be 2021. <laughs> what happened? Everything was going to be gone. You went too fast, Kelly. That's what happened. Uh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> so five days ago, and obviously, you know, when we, you rolled in today, and I was like, hey, how you feeling? You've recovered? And you're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Recovered. <laughs> <laughs> and we just, you know, there's the knowing joke, like, yeah, I'll be recovered in about two months or, you know, however long it takes. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we were sitting there, and I'm like, so, Kelly, what, what, what now? You know, what's next? What will be the, and... He said, oh, I might try this other thing in two weeks. And, I'm, and I just kind of bit my tongue. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I'll be okay in two weeks. Okay. Yeah, because it's just like Fred and I are going to try to do the center punch again and bring down our time. So it's not going to take quite as much like anticipation because we know what we're getting into. Like we're familiar with the route now. Which is why um, you could take the time down. Yeah, which is why we can take the time down. And, you know, we're, we're prepped a lot more. And so... Um, yeah, the, the, and you're the, not a, and you're not alone. And I'm not which, alone, which is like, there's, I don't know. There's such a big difference between like doing something alone and like, I mean, I know you know that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, I, you do. I I do, <laughs> it, it, and it costs more. Yeah, and 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 so the recovery takes longer. Yeah. Um, because you, like, by yourself. I mean, this is. I mean, on your own, you go you go deeper, necessarily so. Yeah, for sure. And and with, I mean, I would just like kind of put the question out to some listener, and then there's no way to answer because we don't have show notes or a YouTube channel, even though we joke about it. Um, there's like who? When was the last time anybody like spent seventy two hours alone? It's fucking really hard to do. Yeah. And so and 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 it. It takes something to a want to, 
Mm-hmm. But then be like assimilate that aloneness and the experiences had while alone in a in an elegant or or graceful way. I've been thinking about this as we've talked. The yeah. idea that uh, after these efforts that you guys are talking about, there is a high, mm-hmm. there must be a low. Yeah, it's called the post-race blues. I think that's so dismissive as the term because yeah. it's got like when you do something that we talk like what you've done or what you've done, that can't possibly, it's like not the blues. Mm-hmm. You know, you are the elation ha- the pendulum swings both ways I it, think to- it totally does it absolutely 100 percent. Right. and that's um, it can't be the blues i i i actually was uh i was just talking to my friend about this earlier like i usually like i feel like i should be in the post race blues right now but i still feel pretty good so i was actually talking to my friend about that i was like huh i'm like i'm waiting for like this you know the blues to take over the crash. and I, yeah the crash and i still i still feel pretty good right now um, which is unusual. So I'm not really sure like what it, ma- it makes me worried. I'm like, oh my God, does that mean tomorrow I'm going to be like, <laughs> c- c- like crying in my pillow? <laughs> when's the boot going to drop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, typically like there's a, a huge like, you know, crash afterwards. And, um, you know, yeah. So, so far that has not fully hit me yet. Like I've definitely come down a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't had like the full crash that I was anticipating or maybe because I was anticipating it. I haven't like experienced it. I don't know. Yeah. Or it can't, it came and went and you were. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and you were too tired to notice. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, busy eating. I was yeah. yeah, I was, I was eating and I was trying to, trying to go on like really weird dates with people when I was like really out of it. Like maybe that was the case. <laughs> the, the blues came and I was midway through a stack of pancakes. Oh I just added God. more syrup. How can this not be a dating show? send one of the contestants out on a 72-hour vision quest, then have them go out on a date right after you get back. Yeah, but I did that. Yeah, but yeah. Sell it. (laughs) (laughs) Bottle that shit. Sell it. Make it a TV show. (laughs) Can you imagine what you'd learn? Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be just But there's But the funny, there's just like you come back from something like in the in the immediate time afterwards Mm -hmm. the experiencer you kelly Mm -hmm. uh, you know you're speaking a different language Mm -hmm. in those first days like there there is no um nowhere to meet on a kind of an equilibrium no totally because you're you're still in the mountains like when i went to sleep that like that first night like after you know i got done i was out there for 50 59 hours and 37 minutes that was the moving time for my my thing and then i stayed up for another like six or seven hours like of course yeah you're not coming down off of that no i was like enjoying like the best high of my life i was like this is nuts like i was like i took a shower for an hour i was hanging out with like my friends uh my friend's kids like we played legos and then we watched frozen 2 which was like just all time which you're probably crying the entire fucking i was time. like i, I was like i told the girls i was like there's no way i'm staying awake for this and they were like oh come on like we're watching a movie it's movie night you know and i was like okay and i ended up staying awake and i was like this is the best movie i've ever seen <laughs> in my life <laughs> it's so crazy how in how sensitive emotionally so sensitive like just like it's a it's there's a razor thin almost non-existent barrier between like stimulus and feeling 
like re- emotional response. Oh, for sure. Like there is this, the girls were pointing out like there's this dragonfly that was outside and like they, they asked me like, I really, I really love insects. So they're like, Kelly, go, go like put it on your finger. And so like I walked out and like, it was like the most simple thing ever. Like I walked out the door and I was like, put my finger up to this dragonfly and it got on my finger and I was just like, this is the most beautiful thing ever. Well, it's cause you're, af- you're afraid wire at that point. Oh, I was you so know? afraid. Like, I was like, so... I was a little crunchy piece of toast. But, but it was be- it was so epic, right? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you. I know. I know. I know. You know. I don't. I mean, I, just... I'm still. I'm still getting. I'm still getting to know Thurk. So I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know your history with 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 climbing, sports, endurance. But you know, like when when you get done with something and you're stoked, like no matter what it is, no matter what the scale is, like there's like this awesome tomorrow beauty. tomorrow will be the best breakfast that random <laughs> that he will have, that ever, he will have, ever have yeah. had yeah <laughs> after the human sacrifice yeah. like th- th- there was a um we were talking about this yesterday thirk you know in in advance of you know hey are we gonna have a are we gonna be able to have a conversation with kelly about this event which i am it's like i my heart is full right now just do, doing that the, we can do this in such close proximity to the like it's not like five months later no totally and it's really cool because like you're one of the few people i know like actually personally know who have done in endurance things like that have lasted like (laughs) like, you you know what like sleep deprivation is like you mean not like slightly more than a 5k yeah exactly (laughs) and it's so it's so rad and i'm and 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 of course thurk i'm psyched that you're here because like you can actually like i do a lot of 5ks you can can, (laughs) but you do enough you've done a 30k (laughs) (laughs) but but like coming so we were thurk and i were talking yesterday or last night about this and i said hey there's a piece um there's two pieces on my old website of writing um, one is called Missing It, and the other one is called Missing It 2012, which was the revised version of uh, of it. And and I like I can go back right now and and think about like okay, I, the cable cars were closed. I hiked up to Montanvers and then up the fucking Mer de Glace and up to the Couvercle Hut, and then sold the north face of the Telefra and came you know came down to the entire walk back down into town and i know exactly right now i can feel the bubbles in my mouth i can taste the the panache which is you know a beer and you know i think it's two-thirds beer one-third lemonade kind of thing and i remember exactly the bar that i'm sitting in when i drank that thing that first thing i come down i'm super fucking dehydrated and it's been however long it's been and it's summer and uh and I remember exactly that thing, or I remember like getting off of this attempt on the moose's tooth um, with my friend John Stoddard, and we got eleven pitches up, and uh, and it was April. It was super fucking cold, but because that thing south facing got a little bit too warm, there was some rock fall. He got hit in the face with a rock. We had to come down, but I just remember like being in the tent on the glacier and having it be so fucking cold outside. And in that tent, you know, I got my shirt off. It's just like, it's just this warm embrace of of something that that would have would would not have that same temperature, that same situation wouldn't have felt the same without the preloading of that particular experience. And so I think these things, you know, ultimately, like Kelly, you said, you're searching, you know, you're looking for sort of a clarity, but and 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 these activities that not only the 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 duration 
but it's like the commitment, the involvement, the 100% presence that sensitizes us. And that's why the river speaks. That's why there's voices in the fucking stove, you know, in the bivy on the place, you know, in mm-hmm. the mountains. That, that that's that's why the sense of smell is super heightened. It's all all of these things. Like that's fuck. Do I? And, and, and at some point in my life, I looked back and I was like, D- "What the fuck happened to me? That this is what it takes for me to experience life." on a level that should be available at all times. Like, why do I have to go 48 hours to, you know, strip all of these layers of resistance away in order to communicate with nature, with other people, with, you know, the experience of life? Because I've been thinking about this as we go through, trying to understand what's the commonality between all these conversations that we keep having. you two are explorers you are going out into this world that others can't go to and it is your job to come back and tell us about these experiences to tell us about the babbling brook and Mm -hmm. why it's called a babbling brook Mm -hmm. it's not because it sounds like people talking it's because it is people talking or for you to explain what it's what it feels like and and the sensation of of hitting the axe into the ice and the, the wooden hands and it's happening now with with our inability to go out into the world we need people like you to be telling us these stories because you've inspired and you've inspired and eventually people will start getting back out and starting to test it themselves yeah but you're 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 astronauts. You're explorers. <laughs> you are, and I think to cheapen it is. Yeah. No. No. Totally. I mean, I think it, it kind of goes back to like the whole. I don't know everything that I've been trying to study with like anthropology is that like you know just in the last like very very brief blip of human you know existence like we've moved away from nature in an extreme light way so like we don't most people would experience these things you know like a couple hundred years ago like you know or definitely a couple thousand years ago but like you know up to a couple hundred years ago we would experience all these things in nature no matter what because like it's real you know and we're vulnerable but like we live such cushy insulated lives now that we don't experience these these things at all and and to answer your question about like why do why do you have to go 48 why do you have to keep pushing 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 it's because you've swum past the first buoy so why go to the buoy again i'll go farther and then you come back and then you'll tell that story and now you'll go down the, down the coast and and I think you'll just oh okay here we go we are <laughs> raising uh, graduated beakers of mezcal again alright I've been to the mezcal buoy and uh, let me tell you what I saw and here I'm back uh, and here I'm no I'm not, yeah, I'm not back I'm still on the way out uh, um I'm not coming back this time. <laughs> Don't get out of the boat. No, never. Fucking never get out of the boat, man. There's fucking tigers out there. <laughs> the, um, I, I, I think part of the, um, the need for the 48 hours, in a way, is what you know is something that Kelly was describing. Is is that there's an that there's an accumulation. Um, of experiences in 
you know the, the normal world, the 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 city world, the the, the media world, the, the the you know the uh, um that 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 layer upon us and our relationship to those things, and they, they they keep stacking up, stacking up, stacking up, and they stack up more now than they did a hundred years ago or mm-hmm. fifty years ago or you know, whatever. Um, and so it takes time. I mean, you can like strip away those layers to get down to one to true essence. I mean, yeah, there's the hack of there's certain hacks we can get in. Let's just say psychedelic drugs could be one. Um, but 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 to but to break those to, to strip those things in a way and sensitize ourselves, it it does take time. Because I don't think intensity does it. Intensity, because if it's intense, it happens too fast. And 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 time is time. I mean, the way I would used to explain it is that yes, I did ten years of climbing in two years, but I only had ten years of climbing experience after ten years, because time is time. And I think in this situation, it's like, yeah, thirteen miles to get on top of that first peak. It's not a fucking. It's not enough. It's not. Like you are habituated to that level of activity, that level of exposure to the natural world. Um, and so, okay, it's going to take another 10 hours. It's going to take another 10 miles, another 10,000 feet, another, you know, whatever that is, um, to strip away these things to the point where you're like, uh, like to me that the idea of, you know, we joke, you're like, ah, I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to get naked and go skinny dipping. But I look at that and I go, okay, those are the last layers. I'm taking off the last layers, the last pieces of connection to that world that I am moving away from and also towards and being completely in nature without any of that shit. I've like taken my, I've stripped away mentally all of these things that keep me from interacting with, you know, complete sensitivity, uh, um, um, react, re- interacting with the with the natural world with complete sensitivity, and now I just have to get rid of the last bits of technology that I'm wearing in order to do that. And so it's kind of a joke. Yeah, I went skinny dipping and it was super fun. And I'm just like, no, you stripped away the last barriers in order to feel that water, in order to feel the temperature, in order to to have that sensation of getting out and having that slight, you know, shiver. Mm-hmm. in the in in the air the high the high altitude the and so like when we sort of laugh some of these experiences off um we we reduce their we we just yeah we reduce their value in our own minds and i think it's a really beautiful and important thing to understand each of those steps along the way for what they actually are and sometimes I think when we come back we communicate in a way that starts to cut in or undercut the value of that experience because we are trying to communicate it to people who can't hear it or mm-hmm. who we perceive can't hear it but they actually can Yeah, and we shouldn't decide for them we should just say yeah, I went skinny dipping and um, and it was in that moment when I was truly a part of nature I was integrated there was no insulation between me there was nothing left I had the, those fucking shoes that I have to wear because I'm not 
able to do this kind of shit barefoot. The pack that I was carrying, the plastic or wool clothing that I had as insulation, like I just stripped away all of these things and could interact with nature as some some being that is of nature. Damn, that was... Those are some uh, good words, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well done. Uh, wow. I, I, I don't know. I, this... It was, it was, that was all true. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. Sparkle does too, apparently. It's just like, let's go out and get wild. I'm a wild creature. And here we are kind of denigrating that moment. I mean, or like, or, or guys, making light of it. It just, it just happened. It just happened. We just <laughs> made light of the thing because it's... You hit it too on the head. Uh, but but then we like... And we have, but, but then so we're have like, to introduce levity because it's... And I think you give people that chance because now we understand and then now we can process. Mm-hmm. You but s- then like we're just looking at it like when I was speaking and I was looking into your eyes and I was like, okay, we get it. We're, you know, we understand this thing. And now I got to make light of it because this is kind of like too heavy right now. Yes. I'm sorry. Stop working at me. You know, like, in a, no, don't. But, um, <laughs> but, but it does, there's a thing there when we, feel I, I think when we feel by way of whatever actions we have taken we have accessed seemingly secret knowledge yeah absolutely and then to come and then I come back and I put like my man suit on and I start to question it and I start to like characterize it in a way that I want to communicate or like, I okay, I don't think they can understand. So I got to put it in this light, but no, what is the, the right light is the actual truth because then we don't, um, we don't change the experience within ourselves. Like we, however we communicate about it, changes it for us, changes it within us. And if we communicate honestly, then we can preserve that experience. We can preserve the the lessons that we learned, saw, were exposed to. Um, and I think a lot of times we change, we we communicate in a particular way because we have expect we expect others, we have expectations of them, if you, and what they can and, and what they can assimilate, tolerate here, um, and 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 so we modify the words we use to communicate this thing, but that, that with, without recognizing that that fundamentally changes the thing in us. And so we kind of ruin it. Yeah. Because of the relationship with other people. So, which is why there's the push for, to, if you had a, a, a spiritual experience, explain it in every way that you possibly can write it down because the more people that you tell about it that aren't willing to accept it, the more, as I think Mark is alluding to, you lose it. But I think they're all willing to accept it. And people are more willing to, like, more interested and willing to hear the actual truth of it than, A, we think, hmm. but, th- but, 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 B, um, then, uh, uh, fuck it. Yeah, A, we'll just leave it with A. Like, th- like people are more capable and, 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 and desire it more than we imagine that they do. 
and we shouldn't decide for them what they can handle. God but, damn, that is Welcome to the nonprofit podcast. <laughs> yeah, god damn. Well, well said. <laughs> I've been uh, fuck, I've been I've been around for a while. Thinking well, too much. I, I I just have to say I I can't thank uh the the two of you enough for uh for saying everything you just said. So, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. And we're not fucking that. done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Cuz uh, like holy fuck this is exactly how I hoped it would be <laughs> <laughs> clearly there is immense value personally for things like this for, I mean to, to, to go and have experiences like this um and I think to echo what Thurk said about like, look, you're, you're an astronaut. You're, and I don't want to say it's your job because fuck having a job <laughs> um, is to, if you were able to have these human experiences, then it's a, then it's a duty to try to communicate them in a way that, allows others to see the opportunity to do some to have a similar experience similar mm -hmm. outcome and maybe it's like okay if somebody yeah it doesn't need to be 60 hours plus obviously that's way better <laughs> <laughs> but but to push to a point where they are sensitized in a way that also that develops res you know respect for and belief in themselves but also respect for this the, the 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 natural world and so i hope you do communicate it in a way that is honest and yeah, use the commercial the commercial means for what they're valuable for. If it if it increases the reach, fucking do it. But I think, yeah, as astronauts, psychonauts, explorers, whatever. Like I think that the communication is the key, and I want to see. Fuck it, I'm going to commission. I want the piece of art that came from this. Okay. Okay, good. Because that—that's my—that's how I communicate. I know visually. So, all right. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to, <laughs> and, and and whatever and whatever that that means, and if that, and and if whatever the exchange is, you make that piece of art, and whatever, however we exchange it, it I will provide something that allows you to go have the next experience well, that's epic. i mean the the way wow I, <laughs> I i i cannot thank you enough for all the words you just said because that just yeah thank you i can't <laughs> i don't even have words right now i don't even have words 
God damn, it's a fucking podcast. We gotta have words. I know. Damn it. Everyone just be patient with us for a second. Hold on. Just, we're having a moment. And, and and you know the funny thing we were talking earlier about like those moments when it's of quiet when it's just okay to be quiet mm -hmm. and I won't fucking edit it out if we need to be quiet because I'm kind of feeling the same thing yeah totally oh my god it's so amazing <laughs> uh, like you don't need to say anything we can just be like sparkle she's just gonna look and Mm -hmm. I can't tell me tell you how many times I like bow down and thanked every single mountain I pass by on that route. I was just like, thank you, thank you for letting me pass. You allowed me. Yeah, and and, and I think that's a, that is a <laughs> right there. This is fucking in, here here. This is insight that comes from from like actually being in the mountains because you know I think a lot of outsiders are like yeah I conquered that mountain and I'm like, no, no 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 you conquer yourself if anything if anything and barely that I mean it's like no motherfucker you got tolerated mm -hmm. by that mountain you were allowed to pass and therefore you should be thankful mm -hmm. that's fucking like yeah all the ones all of the mountains which means all of them that I was ever near on around whatever that didn't kill me I had to fucking thank. Yeah. Because they didn't fucking I was like, ah Yeah, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna try to kill you. Cause you need to learn this shit, kid. Mm -hmm. Like egotistical fuck trying to climb up my ass, <laughs> grab my ass. Like you'll get away with it, but uh That's the thing, you have to be aware that like sometimes you are just getting away with it. Yes. Because the second you disrespect anything out there, like, yeah, human life is like a blip. Hey, little girl, be safe out there. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what a, uh, like, hey, human being, you're out in the natural world and predators and not just animals. Like, there is a, let's just say that the, that the natural environment is sentient in a way. Mm -hmm. And when you transgress, yeah, sometimes it's bad luck. It's the humility that comes from experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think you, you appreciate every single part of your life 10 times more when you go out and you have these really like raw, real experiences because you're like, I'm actually putting myself like out there. I actually don't mean anything. My life is like, can be over in a second, you know, and you appreciate it for. We are fragile incredibly fragile right. incredibly fragile and like but also i think if you if you accept or, or you go into those mountains with the intent to pass through without changing them mm -hmm. you have a higher likelihood of getting away well, like yeah, of for coming, sure. coming out the other side well because you're going into it with the right attitude to like understand that like if you go in there thinking you're going to change them, who, wait, who does that? Well, no, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, but well, yeah, exactly. Who does that? But who also changes them? Who leaves their shit? Who goes in and like mm -hmm. destroys? Like all you, you, you know, yeah. You spent plenty of time in Moab. You just got to go out to the fins and whatever. Fuck, and you're just like, oh yeah, people, you know, in this land have changed this land. Yeah, and 
and it's the same with climbing hey go to any fucking eight thousand meter peak and like find the fucking empty oxygen bottle stash everest being the most you know Mm -hmm. obviously the highest example um of of that so there so, so there are people that go and not necessarily intending to change or not thinking that like eh, if i just leave two empty oxygen bottles here it doesn't change it that much i mean look this place is gigantic this mountain's the highest one in the world is huge it's bulk it's vast it's it's mag- you know and i my you know my shit my litter my whatever doesn't change it but then a hundred people do that a thousand people do that and suddenly it is changed it's and just it's, the attitude and, of like human entitlement, you know, like the second you think you're entitled to like. Do you think it's entitlement or do you like because I've had this. Th- like I've c- c- tried to wrap my head around like, why would you desecrate this thing which is making you a helping to make you a better person? I don't know, because I feel <laughs> like if someone thinks that they they can get away with it, they can get away with it then I feel like it's kind of like entitlement, you know, then everybody thinks that they can like kind of get away with it and then you destroy a place. But take it out of the mountains and just take it to the street outside. Yeah. You know, are we still, are we still using these same words or are we talking now about, about uh, not paying attention? No, definitely not paying attention. I think that's, yeah. And I think there's a, there's a, uh, a power piece to it. Like, this thing this environment is here for my entertainment and you know enrichment or whatever or you know when you get to the power thing you're like oh i can leave I, wait i can i can actually leave this bottle here it was such a pain in the ass to c- carry up here and it was fully advantageous when i was carrying it because it was giving me the fucking you know ability to actually bring it up here um but i keep coming back to like in the last months and and trying to parse or understand this idea of human relationship with power and people getting to that point of like oh we can actually do this and get away with it and there's no consequences well fuck it why wouldn't i oh god that is a dangerous but but it but it happens not only you know politically and socially but it happens in an environmental sense as well Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and and so i think that, that 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 passage through the mountains with you know leave only footsteps is that is respectful in a in, in a way well, like like you're gonna not gonna get you can't have access to the spiritual i'm gonna say knowledge and i'm gonna put it in air quotes for the non-viewers um you can't have access to that without going in with respect and without respecting the environment along the way. For sure. I think the difference is between uh, the mountain endeavors and the everyday mm-hmm. is that we we say that the street outside is ours, but we say that the mountains are, there's something different. So the... Or do we say the streets outside are already trashed, and so who gives a fuck? I'm not sure, but I, I, I think about the, the, the way that I... Th- Like it, like when you roll up on an, a place in the outdoors, right? And I'm just going to use, I'm going to take the public shooting on BLM land as an example. Like, okay, if I roll up on a play, if I go to a place to shoot and it's absolutely pristine, 
I pick up every fucking piece of brass. I pick up all of the litter that I might, you know, whatever. And I leave it as I found it with the exception of the berm where the, you know, the expanded bullets landed because I can't go dig all that shit up. I go out to the West Desert here to some place that's, and people have got like they've taken TVs out there and they've shot them. There's spray paint cans. There's a fucking lazy boy. There's, you know, all this shit. Well, I'm way like if everybody else is treating it like shit, then it's way easier for me to do the same thing. So is it like they just gave me permission? Is it ownership then? Because if your home is in an area that is full of trash, you'll still keep your house clean. Socratically, will you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that uh, you could. Well, I, I mean, there's examples of that for sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know if it's ownership or if it's just like too oh, far the, gone. Maybe, but or or is it maybe the way like oh this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like this is oh people, obviously this is a sacrifice zone, or something. It's like the outhouse theory. I don't know keep the shit in one place all the garbage is here then when i go to the other place it's not like this like i don't know if it's ownership or if it's just like general behavior of others relieves of relieves us in a way of our um of whatever discipline we you know we put upon ourselves normally like if we were in that same place by our by ourselves, we would behave in one way, but they've already just given us permission to fucking trash it. So perhaps it has to do with the the guilt as the punishment. So when you shoot the brass hits, it's only you to sit there and say, "If I leave it, I'm leaving it." But if you shoot and there's all these people around and you leave the brass, well, it's our fault. Mm. And I'm only one percent of that. So. So fuck it. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, this is a, I mean, just looking at pictures from this Wind River High Route, I'm like, fuck, this is some of the most pristine. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And it, am, I, am I blowing it out because I did it and I put it on Instagram? No, because most people can't get there. <laughs> like, I, like I, there's I, a thing. So. And once they get there, there'll be no one else there. So their guilt will keep it clean. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully for now. Yeah. Well played, Thurk. Yeah. Yes, I think you're right. Because like the things, the, okay, what's the, I, I keep seeing this, you know, if I put, um, here, let's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you too, Sparkle. Oh, Sparkle. Sparkle needs mezcal. You know, she's already connected to the spirit world. Um, But l- l- let's say that. Like, I, I think that the... Whenever I do... Like, I click on the, the, the little magnifying glass on, you know, when I'm on Instagram and it takes me to the search page and it'll show me what they think that I want to see. Right. Every now and then there's like, okay, there's the girl. She walks down the, the thing and walks across the ledge and gets into the pool, which is like the size of this fucking coffee table. And she's swimming above a waterfall, right? Okay, that's okay. And then there's the guy that does it and there's the other girl that does it and blah, blah, blah. So that place is fucked because obviously you can get to it. Yeah. 
you start putting out pictures of like, yeah, this is deep in the Aragetch in Alaska. Good fucking luck. It's super beautiful. <laughs> and and it ain't going to be a hundred or a thousand Instagram. Other, yeah, okay, there's the fucking black sands, the white church, the glacier, like the icebergs washed up on the beach, all that shit in Iceland that's super accessible for people. Mm-hmm. Okay, those places are fucked. Now, because because they have been publicized, but the only reason they're fucked is because they're accessible. Yeah. Oh, there's a church there? Oh, there's a road. So some, you know... The, the, the lamest ass fucking photographer can drive there right that you take a picture of some of these peaks these locations this okay ultimate skinny dip lake no one's going <laughs> death valley is a great example yeah we the area that we went uh pristine the yeah. the pictures there was no there was no footprints there was nothing like that we stopped got gas on the way back ran into a friend at the gas station which is that's random enough totally random that's so <laughs> fucking cool that's so weird yeah um, but he was explaining how if you go to the areas that you're supposed to in quotes people have pissed everywhere there's toilet yeah. paper it's just it's a nightmare and mm-hmm. we had I, I, and now I, there's masks I totally missed yeah. that experience yeah. I didn't even see that you know yeah but what and it's so but, but, but because we like so let's just say you know, referring to the dunes mm-hmm. in, in Death yeah. Valley. Yeah. We walked in from the, like, how long a was ways, that? A ways. You guys it, went from it, the it, other side. Yeah. Okay. From from the east side. Well, please don't say because then it'll... Well, I'm no, just, because I'm no one's... Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because the funny thing is you can tell them where it is and if they realize what the effort is to get there, they're not going to go anyway. Yeah. Because, you know, humans are fucking lazy and weak. But... Um, it took me 38 years to get there. <laughs> It was just a mile and a half. <laughs> but we, so we, so yeah, accessing those dunes from that side, it's like a completely different experience yeah. than going from whatever stovepipe wells, is that what it's called or something? Mm-hmm. Off, the, off the, the road, yeah. Uh, off the road. Or when earlier in the day we had left that campground, walked up. Okay. Yeah. There's signs of people up to this point and you go beyond this point. And then, I mean, obviously, I was completely shocked that however far up the side of that mountain that I was, where I, like, I, you know, I found the U.S. Geologic Survey thing, and I'm like, I got to keep going because people have been here. I want to go to a place where no one is. And I get to the, I keep going, keep going, keep going, and I'm pretty far, and I think I'm pretty alone, and I fucking walk up on a rock circle. And I'm like, good. Well, (laughs) I guess this is why, this is where I'm supposed to be. And in the condition that I was in, um, that's where I spent a bunch of time. But it, but it's like okay, that rock circle. It, it ain't a hundred people that were there. It's like either the people who built it, and then maybe one or two others later who knew about where this, you know, seat of power and spiritual access was. But maybe I was the only the second person to be there you know I don't know Bourdain would talk about this a lot because he would go to a restaurant and then as soon as the word got out one of two things would happen the place would get swamped and it would be no it would no it would lose all the charm yeah or it would there would be so many people traveling to this restaurant that it would go under because they weren't equipped to handle the sort of thing 
So you think about places like Big Bend where the traffic of that place is going to destroy it. Mm-hmm. People are there's too many people that are going boulder because it's right off the side of the road. You know, those boulders are going to disappear. Oh, we're talking about yeah. yeah, that Big Bend. Yeah. No shit. The Moab Big Bend. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It's changed I, I so do that much a lot where I'll, I'll like I'll say it, I won't say it. I'll just say it in my head. Oh, yeah. I assume we're all the same page. No, 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 we're good. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's another Big Ben, yeah. I think, in the Rio Grande. That yeah. was the, the other one I was... Anyway. But shutting down a place because they're uh, incapable of the volume. It's just not what they set up for. Yeah. You know? I mean, Jackson, all of Jackson Hole is like that. Like, we're, it's not... Like, the roads, the, the infrastructure, like... I mean, the tourists right now, like, we're having, like, the biggest influx of tourists ever because of coronavirus like everyone's traveling locally so everyone's in like the parks the tourists are starving right now like the restaurants cannot feed the tourists right now at all because they're there's too and, many and, tourists because of because of like uh all of the um and is that because 50 50 percent capacity is mandated right yeah 50 percent capacity thing? or it's takeout only but because of that and the massive influx of tourists like tourists are starving right now so but sorry all of that all of 2020 aside like the yeah. amount of tourists in jackson hall right now like is not set up for it however same thing most people don't go more than two miles on a trailhead Oh, yeah. So all of the shit, all the toilet paper, all the trash is in the first two miles. After that, almost none. And the people who have, who are able to travel more than two miles have gained the knowledge to understand what it's like to be and travel in the wilderness, you know, or and the wild. And to respect it. And to respect it. So they understand, leave no trace. So once you get there, like, you get it, you know? Holy fuck. So, like, Larry Penberthy back in the day was right. Like, pave, like... A couple of miles of the trails so that everyone has access and then as soon as it gets difficult no one else goes on it's like it's you got the sacrifice zones that are super accessible and then beyond that it's like it's wilderness and people won't go because they're because mm-hmm. you, you've, you've arbitrarily made a line that's like oh pavement ends yeah and most people are like oh well it must be done yeah God, it's like the first 20 minutes of every podcast you've made like 20 minutes pavement ends <laughs> who's, who's sticking around <laughs> there's been some where the pavement ended a lot earlier than that <laughs> like and it got rough and muddy and uh yeah who's sticking around <laughs> fuck there's a reason we have no advertising i mean you know plenty of pe- <laughs> plenty of people have like tried you know have offered to you know give us money to advertise on our podcast but i'm just like hey are you willing to you know you're seriously you want to talk about <laughs> seriously Seriously, you're willing to associate your product with discussion of um well this episode anal beads and last episode glory holes like first are you seriously two, first, willing to fucking go there first two miles yeah first two miles <laughs> yeah yeah well you could i mean it's true you can you, you advertise in the first five minutes that's generally how it happens gotta get them gotta get them right then because <laughs> once we get 15 minutes in your product wants nothing to do with this. <laughs> We're talking about IV bags of uh, of lard yeah. Yeah, and, and the anal beads at the same time, with it, a partner or without a partner, either way. I don't know. IV bag full of lard, it's got to be a certain temperature to like, really get that in. I guess so. Like, I mm-hmm. guess so. <laughs> what a polite answer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, speaking not you know of 
Not from experience with an IV bag full of warm lard. <laughs> we, we started with IV. I'm sorry. Then we went to enema. So, like, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, that's true. I, I missed we're, that. We were conflicted. Yeah. <laughs> Thirk, you're done. That's it. I got to go. Yeah. You're a working man. We got another 18 recipes to shoot tomorrow. All right. Cruising through day three. Which is, okay, so uh, every other time that you've come out, let's say, it's been in the context of a symposium yep um and this time you're here uh fucking as a as a laborer work trip <laughs> it's a work trip <laughs> so aaron and vivica have been working on this uh carnivore recipe book yep um and needed a photographer to shoot the food 60 recipes everything's carnivore it's uh it's been aaron has been crushing it Holy shit, I absolutely had no crushing. idea that kitchen was capable of... Absolutely crushing it. Everything looks... Uh, so, uh, she's been plating. Michael's been plating. Um, uh, Mike's the, Michael is the food fluffer, as for we, sure. Yeah, we agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Fuck yeah. Uh, but it's... it's he, can, he can make a... a here we go. I don't know, here we go. Salt-crusted sea bass. <laughs> here we go. Um, I don't know. Sing. Look like it's getting off. Sing. I don't know. What like, the Yes. But, yeah, but it's yeah, fantastic. The yeah. output that I've seen so far, like that you showed me on a laptop tonight, I'm just like, holy fuck. I want to eat. I hope so. I hope so. Pre-order's up. Yeah? Yeah, so. I, we'd love to name the where that's possible, but yeah, I exactly. can't. <laughs> but we're so bad at business that, um, that that's why we're uh, bad at business. She's supremely talented, though. It's been really cool to see. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, just watch. I mean, think about that. Like, so yesterday was 20 shots, so which yeah. means 20 yep. recipes. Yep. Which means 20 plus, yeah. she prepared 20 fucking meals yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's a star. Yeah, she really is. Shut up, Pete. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. Looks like... Uh, Someone's staring at the door. <laughs> yeah, that, that, there's a four-legged creature staring at the door. And Kelly, do you? Uh... Hey. Hey. Do you have any closing anything? Fucking <sighs> thank you for being here. God damn it! I've got s- yeah. I mean, I, I mean, fuck. There it is. There it is. There. That's my closing statement. God damn it! Fuck. <laughs> thank you guys. Okay, potty mouth finally comes out. She promised potty mouth early, and we get, all we get is god damn it! Fuck. I grew up with a bunch of cowboys on a ranch, and then I grew up with a bunch of snowboarders and climber dirtbags. So, yeah. like, I have this mix of, like, sailor, dirtbag, horrible lingo that I try really hard to keep under wraps. Yeah. I try to present myself as a really, like... No one's buying it. Fuck. Just lean into it. God damn it. All <laughs> Just right. Go. God damn it. Fuck. Fuck. Just go. God damn it. Okay. All right. All right. That's the name of the episode. God damn it. God damn it. Comma. Fuck. Fuck. I'm going to go find a grizzly bear to grab my ass. All right. Bye, guys. Okay. We're out. <laughs>